0: Phoenix Down Radio is on the air. Welcome, everybody, to Phoenix Down Radio, episode number one oh four. How's everybody doing tonight? Fish.
1: So many <laughs> that fish. Turn that
0: off. Dang it!
1: Uh, I'm doing awesome, and I'm not fishing.
0: And you're also not in-game. I'm
1: not. We have an invisible Talis for the next couple of probably months,
0: unfortunately. Well, for now, um, Talus can be... Uh, um, uh, we'll, we'll, you'll, we'll use a Suzaku as your stand-in. I am super cool with that, actually. I'm super fine with that. So I am your host, Klaus Nightbringer, and as you heard, we are joined this week by Sarah Timono and Talis Marvelous. Thank you so much for joining us again, guys.
2: Huzzah! We are here.
1: Oh man, Klaus! I just came up with a hilarious idea. What's oh, no. no I make a, re- I get a retainer, uh, Fantasia. I change one of my retainers to look like me. I drop my free company, join the Phoenix Down free company, and leave a retainer standing in front of the couch while I'm
0: gone. That's rather involved for a joke. <laughs> yeah. Well I mean. I mean... But I mean, if yeah. you're no longer uh, um, subscribed, will it stay? That I think is so, a- yeah. That Someone a- left
3: a retainer, dropped in uh, my yard, and they're still there. Hmm. In your yard? Yep. That's weird. Stuff happened. Your face.
0: Okay, I'm going to have to ask about this All after right. the show. Yeah, that's yeah. a weird
1: one. But no, I, no, I am currently uh, invisible. Um, for everybody that missed last week's show or two weeks ago show and isn't following me on Twitter. I have been accepted for a position teaching in Japan. The South Korea thing ended up not working out because it was kind of a scam. So as a result, I'm potentially going to be gone for two to three months, uh, possibly longer but I don't know for sure till next week because my sub was about to run up. I decided to let it lapse because frankly, I'm not going to have time to play when I'm there. So that doesn't really make sense for me to throw 15 bucks a month at the game when my PS4 is staying here. But at the end of two months, hopefully I will be uh, resubbed whether I'm subbed in Nagasaki or subbed uh, here on the West coast
0: remains to be seen. But hopefully you'll be able to continue to join us for the podcast.
1: I can definitely join you guys for the podcast. I just currently am there in spirit and look like a Suzaku minion.
0: There we go. (laughs) I'm not going to read Kane's comment live because Sarah will probably flip. So how is Sarah doing? Oh, uh, Sarah's
3: doing okay. Sarah meant to do all sorts of other content like leveling Black Mage and working on some crafters and the like. Instead... There are 807 fish in the fish guide of FF of 14. This is just the fishing guide. The spear fishing guide is a separate section. Yes. There are 55 blank spots in Sayre's fish guide. <laughs> Sayre I na- is insane. That's, that's a lot. Know- I now know every fish in the Black Shroud, Mordona, Hingashi, and all but one in Norvrat, Eastern Linosha, and Eastern Thanalan. That reminds me, Apoak is right down there. Do you mind if I just nip off and I do maybe, mind. I maybe do
0: Maybe later. I do mind greatly, in fact. Okay.
3: <laughs> we'll put that in the baby pile. But yeah, I don't even know why, but I decided that I needed to do all the fishing.
0: I mean, fishing is kind of fun in this game. I just, I, at one point, was going to do all of the big fishing, I think, at the end of uh, 2.x. But uh, there was so much involved with that, I think I stopped after about 50 of them.
3: Some of the older ones are a little easier now. Uh, For instance, there's one out by Namai over in Yongsha, where there's two fish that are found uh, in that fishing hole at all. And with surface slap being able to make one of them go away, you can force the big fish. There's Mm. stuff like that, so it's a bit easier.
0: But, I mean, some of the Uh, original ones are still a pain in the ass.
3: Oh, yeah. Uh, They did rate... So some of the big fish, especially the really legendary ones, do have a maximum cap on the success rate of pulling them up. And they did reset recently, but it's still not as much as the other fish. I still have had more than a few that got away after a few tries. Yeah, which seems a little insane. the achievements say that I am up to 162 big fish caught. Damn. So about 80% of the grandmaster caster title.
0: Okay. Quite Dang. the title.
3: Yeah. Well, at least you may a- or may not be having depressive episodes. I am not sure how connected that is to this conviction that all the fishing ever must be done. Well, I will keep ki- uh, keep up on that and let you know.
0: Since you're so good at fishing, I'm sure you're really good at uh putting on that bait, Tom. Huh? Mm-hmm. Why well, I'd have to say that I'm an
3: expert baiter. <laughs> God, why <laughs> is
2: this
3: happening? <laughs> All right, y'all.
1: It's uh six thirty-eight p.m. and we're already in the gutter. Congratulations. We've been in the gutter hey, since hey, we started. Nothing, Come
3: on. Nothing about what I said is terrible, and I challenge you to otherwise. To prove otherwise. Now, if your terrible, terrible brain went somewhere else with it, well, that's on you, I'd
0: have to say. It's true. Very true. Um, I've been up to a lot of no good. No, I've been doing stuff. Um, capping. Um, the fact that running on the uh, um, Shadowbringers uh, A hunt train is still a viable option for capping on tomes. I love it. Um. Once they get rid of all of the instances, though, it'll it'll slow things down significantly. But that's all right. Yeah, By that how much time How long are
3: they going to have those around
0: anyway? I'm guessing until 5.1. I mean, I I have not seen any announcements stating that they're going to be having any maintenances coming up soon, which is they would require a maintenance in order to take all of them down. But uh, we'll have to see. Uh, but until yeah, then, but I... I mean, the fact that you can cap all of your uh, phantasmagoria tomes in. Uh, one run-through of all of the A-Ranks and Shadowbringers is insane.
1: That is really good.
0: Yeah. So, um, aside from that, um, I've been actually working on crafters. I've got uh, most of them uh, above 74, with the exception of Culinarian and Alchemist. I'm saving those two for the, as the last group I do. I've been trying to do them a little bit in the groups... You know, the the, the Smiths, and then the uh, um, Leatherworker, Weaver, and Carpenter. The different facets of the crystal and me. Correct. Because I've noticed that a lot of the uh, turn-ins have requirements that go across the three jobs. Mm -hmm. So It definitely
3: seems like something that's a little easier to work with if you're doing multiple crafts in tandem.
0: Yeah. I was going to just get one of them, uh, of each of them up, and then level up using... uh, leaves, but leaves are still a great way to level up, by the way. Mm-hmm. Oh,
1: absolutely. They're amazing.
0: I've actually been gathering, uh working on my gatherers through those. Yep, and also don't forget to use those scrolls. I mean, you can get a shit ton of XP by, by utilizing them. Four and those scrolls bonus? are
1: basically free at this point. There's so many of them, and they're just everywhere, and they drop from damn near everything.
0: Yep, I mean, there's three different tiers of them based on which uh, um, level your particular crafter is at. Um, If you're at 70 plus, you're going to want to make sure you're using the newest ones because you're going to burn through the old ones in like two crafts otherwise.
1: But the fun fact is, is the, uh, the craft, the ones that you can get from your grand company stack to the new ones as well. So you could have
0: both running simultaneously, but don't those have a cap of, of how much XP they give as well. They do. So you burn it up like almost instantly, but you can still
1: have both going. And just get that little bit of extra. I mean, it's like eating food when you're like have that weird job that you never leveled that's sub 40. It gives you 3%. Mm. It's not a ton, but 3% during main scenario is like half a level below 50. Like it's a lot. Like it's insane how much it adds up. When you can add 50, 60, 70%, which you can do with food and FC buffs and grand company stuff,
0: right it on. levels up real quick. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Moral of the story is, use your XP buffs, people.
1: And also, if you're leveling crafting, uh, either level it now when we know how to do it,
0: or... Wait until (laughs) 5.1. Or wait until 5.1 and have fun figuring it out. And we'll tell you why a little later on in the show. Yep. Um, But as for one last bit of show news... for those of you who joined us in the pre-show, I uh, want to congratulate Shoshoya Shoya, who won our uh, giveaway of a copy of Final Fantasy VIII Remastered for the uh, platform of their choice. Uh, we'll be in contact with them and uh, find out which one they want it on. And will be sending that out soon. But we do now have another giveaway. Thanks to the lovely people at she Heals I Tank and uh, former host and friend of the show, Chili, Uh, I came in possession of a fat cat mount, so I have a code for a fat cat mount that I'm going to give away to one lucky listener. How do you get it, you ask? Well, I would like to have you guys share the love, and um, actually, I want you to write a haiku extolling the virtues of our favorite fluffy feline.
1: I cannot believe we're doing this.
0: So. Is it allowed to be a Senryu?
3: No. Well, Senryu is still the 575, but it's usually a little more darkly humor. Then yes. Excellent.
0: Oh, Lord. All right. But hosts are not eligible.
3: Well, yeah. No, I, I, <laughs> I just want people to fill me we're, with uh, amusement at the... We're going to just go the of
0: life. with the... Uh, the the version of a haiku that we learned about, not the proper one that uh, Talos was trying to uh, um, <laughs> tell me about earlier. As long yeah. as it's a 5.75. Um, You're
3: good. Yeah. You're not even going to require seasonal
0: references. or <laughs> See,
3: that's what I'm saying,
0: man.
1: Yeah. Or weather or living beings. It's, or... it's not going
0: to be nature. Well, you, I mean, you could make, <laughs> do something with nature. I mean, because the fat cat is a force of nature. Mm. So, I mean, maybe you could use I've just given you guys your your uh your uh muse on that. So send those. Um let's have them post them through Twitter again because Twitter is so much fun and you can share them with the the Twitterverse. Tweet at PHXDN Radio with your favorite with your fat cat haiku. We'll pick our favorite and you will get a fat cat mount. Sound easy, cause I hope it is. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see all the, fa- the fat cat haikus. And yes, Kane, the haiku is five syllables, seven syllables, five syllables.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And now I know we'll be able to fit those within Twitter because since th- they've increased their uh, their cap it's now.
1: Too, it's 280 to everybody, right? Because yeah. it was like, all right, that was a long time ago. Like some people had it and others Correct.
0: didn't. Correct. It's t- It's doubled to everybody now. All right. So let's go ahead and jump into some uh, game and community news, starting with uh, some amazing community news. Um, Next weekend, uh, September 27th through the 29th, our friends over at A Stage Reborn will be presenting their their production of A Midsummer Night's Dream. Um, So we invite everybody to uh, go check that out. Let me get a, a copy and paste of that link. I'm so good at this. I should have had this done already, ready to go. But go check out them. They are on the Diabolos server. If you want to do join in live, make sure that you get in contact with them to see because seating is very very limited at this point. Um, what they're actually encouraging people to do is join them on their uh, their Twitch channel, um, Twitch.tv/slash A Stage Reborn. Um or I think we will also be hosting it here at Phoenix Down Radio as will a number of other content creators. So make sure to check that out. There will be uh, a number of shows. Uh September 27th and the 28th will be at 6:30 p.m. Pacific time. And on September 29th, they will have two shows at 12 p.m. Pacific and 2 p.m. Pacific. Uh runtime is gonna be approximately two hours. Um So, yeah, I strongly recommend that you check that out, and uh, they do an amazing job. Have you guys checked out any of their previous um, plays or presentations? I haven't been able to attend live, but I did watch
3: a video recording of uh, their production of The Worker, which was such a bizarre play, but I was really impressed with how they actually managed the stagecraft for it. I was
2: in
1: the same boat. Like, there's just, it wasn't reasonable. When they first started, we didn't have a world visit. So getting there was almost impossible. Um, But now that we could watch it on like YouTube or whatever, it was fun to watch. But it's definitely, you could tell, like all live theater, it's definitely more fun to see in person if you can.
0: So, yeah. I mean, and they are one of the reasons why the game. Has been putting in so many different housing items, like stages and things like that. So it's just cool to see that that uh, SE is really paying attention to the community and how that all works. It's wild to think that, like, hey, we really like what we're doing.
1: Let's try to make this happen. And then a couple years later, the game company is like, "So here's the stage, and here's lights that you can turn on and off." And here's how you clip things into a wall the right way so that you can stand on them. And it's like, oh, my God, they built a stage.
0: Mm -hmm. Um,
1: I saw uh, Maria and Draco was the first one that I saw of theirs.
0: Yep, I think that was the first one they did. Yeah, that was a long time ago. Yeah, that was a few years ago already. Yeah. All right. I forgot they're local to me. Yeah, they're up in the uh, Pacific Northwest.
1: Yeah, they're like no, like they legit are half a block away from the place I buy burritos once a week. Like they're
0: super local. Well, that, that is super local. <laughs> you should you should go have a beer with a Wanderer then. I might actually. That wouldn't be too hard to do. Yeah, I mean b- before you head over to Japan.
3: Oh, for sure. He seems like a nice guy. I think you'd get along.
0: All right, moving on. Uh, it's not necessarily Final Fantasy related, but it is. it definitely uh, hits a, uh, a retro note in my book. Classic Dragon Quest games are coming to the Switch, guys. Thank God. Uh, Square Enix recently announced that the first three games in the Dragon Quest franchise are scheduled to release on September 27th, next weekend, um, for the Nintendo Switch. Uh, the entire trilogy will be made available individually in the eShop. Um, with the original DQ set for five dollars, DQ2 is six fifty, and DQ3 is twelve fifty. Um, I've only played one and two of those sets, but I remember um, way back in the day I actually subscribed to Nintendo Power for two years so I could get a copy of Dragon Warrior for free.
3: I think 7 was the one that I ended up playing a lot of and then being very angry at. I
1: played 1 uh, largely because I worked at NOA for a while and it was just kind of a rite of passage. Um, but then as time went on, like I keep looking at them, but I just have never had time to sit down and play 1. And now with all of the remakes, remasters, and re-releases, it's... I'm running out of excuses not to, frankly. Like there's just too many good options now. The revamped graphics actually look
0: really nice, too.:
1: They it, look super good. They, they look
0: so smooth and so much fun. Yeah they've kept the, a lot of the, the, the neat uh, aspects of what made the game so iconic. But like I said, they've updated the, the, uh, um, the images a little bit, but it still really shows what we are you know what we're used to seeing. I'm going to copy and paste it in there. Um, this is all thanks to Nova Chrysalis. I saw this. So they've got a few screenshots in their article there. And the, and just the, the mobs look really cute. Still, you walk over on the overworld and you get your random encounters. And it it just, it's the game I remember. It was a lot of fun. But I never got into Dragon Quest when it was released for um, the newer consoles. I really should, but um there's just so many other games to play, yeah, we you know we
1: definitely have to allocate our time well, like yes, I'd love to play all of the persona series, but I have to work I have to be in an my house <laughs> like,
0: I can't do that I have to go put on pants and go to a job and and, and make money so I can come back and do this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have, I have time to put to on everything. pants. That's that's you lost me. I'm out. <laughs> what
1: you don't have to put on pants at your job? I mean, it's frowned upon if I don't, but otherwise,
0: it's fine. <laughs> Sir, you're kind of quiet about the whole situation. Do you not have to wear pants either?
3: I mean, I'm not wearing pants right this moment, so you tell me.
1: <laughs> You've also worn a Santa outfit at work. Just saying.
3: Hey, hey, we needed to try it on to make sure it fit. <laughs> Because I may have been talked into doing the Santa program this year because the usual person is not available. Yeah, that's it. (laughs) I mean, that is what happened. It didn't take much to talk me into it, but that is how it happened. Yeah. (laughs) All right,
0: so let's go over that uh, Final Fantasy news that we got from Tokyo Game Show. Holy crap! Yeah, there's a lot. All right, let's skip. uh, I I want to skip the stuff that I have in the notes, but I want to talk first about... um, There was also a little bit of game footage shown for Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles.
2: Mm.
0: Yes, I am so,
1: (laughs) so happy that I don't need... Four handhelds, a console, a TV, four link cables, and three people, and like 17 hours of dedicated time to now play this. Now we can play online,
3: and it's way easier. So, there was a couple days ago of thing that had been going around, uh, a meme of like all the different Final Fantasy games and what your favorite Final Fantasy says about you. And the entry for Crystal Chronicles is... You lived in a modestly wealthy suburb and your family was quite financially comfortable. You had a GameCube and four GBA GameCube cables. All of the kids would come to your house.
0: You were a god. (laughs) Yes. That is very much true. That or you liked carrying (laughs) toilets over your head.
3: Uh, The one for Final Fantasy XIV begins with Shitpost Central. So (laughs) take that. (laughs) will.
1: It's not wrong. I can't
3: disagree. It's not wrong.
1: I mean, I'm part of a group called A Meme Reborn. I mean, that's what it is.
0: <sighs> well, one of the more popular subreddits is called ShitpostXIV. Yeah.
3: Yeah.
1: I'm part of that, too. <sighs> yeah.
0: All right. So for those of you who, who have, hadn't yet seen it, there's a lot of good stuff talking going out about that. Um, I don't have any links to any of this, but um, you can go... F- check, like, Nova Kristalas has some really good information on that. They, they do a wonderful job on covering these shows, so thank you, Nova Kristalas, for giving us all of the Square Enix news. If we don't shout them out nearly enough. Well, um, they're an
1: incredibly it. valuable resource for everybody that's playing, whether they know it or not.
0: Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's jump into that Final Fantasy VII Remake. Who checked out that trailer?
1: This guy! Oh
0: my god.
1: It's... That- When they first showed it off, uh, I believe it was E3, I was like, okay, finally we have something to show. That's really nice. But I had some reservations for a lot of reasons. And then it's finally starting to really flesh out and they're showing more trailers and they're showing more gameplay and they're revealing more about the game. You're like, okay, this is why it took a freaking eternity to make. It's because you guys actually cared. And you built this whole game better.
0: Yeah. Now, this trailer is one of the shortest ones they've released so far, but I think it gave us so much more. Oh, yeah. Um, and they, they hinted at so many things that we had been asking about for the past six months. Like, what is the uh, the the whole um, cross-dressing scene going to be like? Is it even going to be in the game? Oh, we, yeah. We know. Yes, it is. They didn't show any of what we really want to see, for obvious reasons. But
3: well, you've got to have the surprise there. But I mean, we got oh, exactly. to see the dress that
0: Aerith is going to be oh wearing. Oh, my God. She looks amazing. Mm hmm. Just everybody looks incredible. Just yeah. I I hate judging games by
1: graphics. But my God,
0: yes. <laughs> this
1: looks really cool.
0: Uh, the squats are back.
3: Yes, I saw that. They added mm-hmm. pull ups. So there's a pull up mini game. Yeah, they may have revamped some of the uh, bits of how we get the various parts of our outfit.
0: Uh, Don Corneo may or may not be voiced by a, a really amazing voice actor. <laughs> There's so
3: much debate on it, and no one has been able
0: to actually pull out a definitive source one way or the other. It's a
3: little frustrating. But I mean, I could totally see Mark Hamill doing it. I mean, the guy's a brilliant voice actor. Did you ever see that Batman clip where he plays four different voices against himself?
1: Yes, and it was amazing, and it was hilarious. Yeah, I think he pretty much played every uh, role in that clip. Yeah, that was an amazing... If you haven't seen that clip, definitely look it up. Um, but yeah, Mark Hamill's really talented. I think he'd be a really good choice. And Don Cornell is not in the game for an extremely long period of time. So for somebody that's going to, frankly, cost as much as he will...
3: That's, that's like that's Patrick really Stewart good in
1: Oblivion. Yeah, exactly. Like, you don't need him a lot. But having him in there is a really
0: cool thing. And the fact that he's kind of batshit insane. Yeah. Yeah. He's not insane.
3: He knows what he wants.
0: He's batshit insane. Come on. We know that.
3: (laughs) 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 Yeah. yeah, He has a very particular set of desires and he has arranged his life to maximize them.
0: Oh, God. All right. Well, you're not wrong in saying that. Other people would, would call that batshit insane. <laughs> that's not
3: insane! Just like gross and perverted, but he's not... He's perfectly sane. Alright,
1: so... In any case, uh, yeah. I'm looking forward to seeing exactly what they do make happen. Because we've had a couple different of animated voices for Cloud through the Kingdom Hearts series, uh, through Advent Children and mm-hmm. whatnot. So getting to pick somebody that's going to match that character is you have to do it right. Um, a yes. friend of mine was part of the casting for, yeah, a friend of mine was part of the casting for uh, the new Sailor Moon from a couple years ago, where they recast all of the English language dialogue actors. That was a nightmare because they had to straight up find all of the original actors from the early 90s and be like, okay, how did you do this? Because we can't change it too much or people will literally crucify us in the streets. And so now we have to look at somebody like Cloud, who never had a voice until, I believe it was Advent Children was mm-hmm. first. Yes. And we go, okay, we have to make his voice in the 7 remake, fit his Advent Children profile, and also fit the nostalgia profile from playing this game on the PS1 back in 1997.
0: That's and so, tough. And what we've seen so far, it, they've, I think the voice acting has been very good. Agreed. They've had a pretty good cast so far. I think they listed it, and we may have talked about it in a previous episode, but I don't have that information right in front of me, unfortunately. It's around somewhere. Y'all can find it. Yeah. (laughs) But aside from that new trailer that dropped at the beginning of TGS, there was also a 40-minute stage presentation. And one of the biggest bits of news that came out of that is classic mode.
1: Oh, thank God. I... I am not an action RPG person
0: yeah for those who, mode makes me very happy. For those who don't like the way Final Fantasy 15 played, um, it, it's basically you know we, we everything we had seen up to this point, seven basically is a, a riff off of that um, play system. But they've added in a, a new mode called classic, which where you don't have to control where your character is within a, a battle and it will pause the game and allow you to input um, spells, abilities, and items when your ATB gauge fills up. It's not going to be like you are going to be on one side of the battle arena and your enemy is on the other side like in the old version, but it will still be a little bit... You'll, you'll still have a, a three, uh, um, 3D battlefield you'll be fighting in, but you'll still enter everything in one round at a time.
1: Yeah, it's still an omnidirectional battle, it just, it's not going to be line up on one side, run forward, hit with sword, run back, like you said, it's still going to be, look like, active battle, but you don't have to button mash, or hold X to win the game, looking at you, 13, you know, (laughs) like...
3: You hey, can still wasn't play
0: quite that easy. I mean, you still no, had to stagger wasn't. and you, you had yeah. your different paradigm shifts. It, it, and... it
3: was about directing it at a strategic
0: level instead of a tactical level. Yes. Uh,
3: but given that a lot, a large part of the audience is going to be people who are playing it because it's a remake of, and are nostalgic for this uh, old style of game. Uh, But at the same time, you don't want to necessarily completely ignore modern design sensibilities. So this seems like a really interesting way to offer both of those options.
0: Exactly. And I I think that they're smart in in giving us both options. I mean, for the people who want to play it more in the classic style or they're just like I said, they just don't do well in the action RPG genre. Which, I mean, don't get me wrong, there's a lot of people I kind of sucked at 15 right away.
1: I'm actually a little concerned about. Can we switch back and forth during the game? I hope so. That'd be nice. If we're you know okay, we're stuck in menu mode. Okay, that's fine. Or we're stuck in active combat mode. Okay, that's fine. If I'm running around grinding for item drops or something, dude, active mode is going to be a blast, right? That's fun. If I'm fighting a boss that I'm not super overpowered against, I might want the menu so that I can strategize a little bit more. Having both as an option is going to be, and kind of hybriding your way
0: through, feels like the best way for me, personally at least. I'm just checking to see if anything was announced about that. I mean, I, I thought I had heard somebody talking about the fact that you can switch back and forth between classic and uh, the uh, the action mode. but God, um, I hope so it would be very nice to be able to do that. I mean, I understand if you didn't let you necessarily switch between normal and easy mode, but I mean, if you can switch no. from normal to classic for a few iconic battles that you want to fight in that aspect and then go back to that, the other one when you're just running around leveling up on the uh, overworld or something. Exactly. Cause like if I'm going to grind, yeah, just give me,
1: you know, give me active, you know, let me, let me tap X a little bit and, you know, smash everything, fine. But dude, if I it's like don't attack when its tail is up and <laughs> make sure that you're picking the right spell. I'm like, no, I need to slow this down a little bit. Not a lot, but a little bit. Yeah.
0: But what I'm hearing you say is to let you smash.
1: Yep. Lots of smashing.
0: Okay. And then uh the other Especially bits that they, they showed off were the summons. Um, from what Ooh, I understand, yeah. there were there going to be two to three summons available in the first game. Or actually, there were a few more, but the, the two they showed off, two very iconic Final Fantasies, uh summons, the, Shiva those, and Ifrit. Those were changed up a bit where it's
3: no longer the... Again, since we're not doing the standing and like trading attacks back and forth, they're no longer just showing up, delivering an attack, and leaving. Correct.
0: Um, with these, it's actually... I almost kind of make it it seems similar to final fantasy 11 where you've got these giant avatars of these summons and they're roaming around the battlefield and they're they're You can direct them to do something, but they're also doing their own thing kind of independently. That feels a little more like 12 come to think of it. The espers from that. Okay. A little bit. Yeah. Where you have some
3: ability to direct them and control them, but they also will do their own thing to a certain degree.
0: And then, um, there's a, uh, a summon gauge that you have to fill up before you can actually bring them in, and then that depletes as they're out and, and doing their uh, attacks. And when it's, when it's fully depleted, they will before they leave the battlefield, that is when they do their ultimate move, and then they will disappear. So you will still get to see Hellfire and Diamond Dust, and you'll probably get to see uh, Mega Flare, Giga Flare, but... Um, You'll also see them do some other attacks as well, which is really cool. I wonder if it's going to be like, are they going to have a, uh, an independent HP bar? And if if they die before their summon bar is limited, I mean, will they just disappear then? So or, I know in FF12, tw- they? FF they did have
3: the summon would have it where... If it were to be defeated, it would go ahead and do its ultimate tax. So you wouldn't lose out on that, but they would go away. So you wouldn't get the full use of them. You wouldn't get access to some of their other things, where it's like, okay, you still you get their ultimate no matter what because you went through the effort of paying the cost for it. But you may not get as much time with them or not get other good things. Yes. Yeah.
0: Sim- similar to almost like 10. I mean, 10, but with 10, if they, their HP went down, then they were gone.
3: You know, yeah. they, they would
0: just leave the battlefield, whether or not they'd gotten their their skill off or not. There's a couple of different models that could be used.
1: It's interesting because they're using them as summons, uh, as opposed to some games call them summons, but they're more like a caller where they show up, hit their attack, and bounce, and they're just basically a really big spell with an avatar attached. Uh, where well, some games, like ten, like twelve, they will show up and they stay there and they. Do stuff with you for a little while and then leave.
0: I can't wait to see Nights of the Round now. <laughs> Can you I imagine? mean,
1: I would. I can't wait to have like snacks on standby because I can't leave my chair for
0: 15 minutes because <laughs> it's so long. <laughs> no, set up f- with
3: quad magic and go make a sandwich.
0: <sighs> I don't think that's how it's going to work anymore, Sarah. Well, well, yeah.
1: What if I want to go make a sandwich While it's killing everything Well
0: hopefully hit pause Because otherwise you might come back and be dead That would be bad That would be bad and hopefully you saved
1: Yeah Losing uh Fun fact because we don't have PS1 Mem cards anymore Hopefully we won't randomly have Memory corruption and lose like a couple hours Of gameplay that would be really nice
0: Oh, Nicknar had an amazing idea. They're just gonna pull um, Thorndon and his gang from fourteen. <laughs> oh boy, it's just the like Thornton ex
1: fight animation. Yeah,
0: it, it, it's that that whole choo,
1: choo,
2: choo, choo. Uh two.
1: That is a great fight. The normal mode is just hit it. Like it's not really that well, difficult. That's what the ex, the EX is moves. now.
0: Yeah, thank God. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, how else are we going to get our burbs out of that? I mean, because holy shit, I remember doing that when it was um, relevant content and barely making it out. I mean... I remember doing that at, like, post-Stormblood and it being a bit
1: of a challenge. Not bad, but, like, you still had to kind of pay attention. Yeah, I mean,
0: you usually wouldn't get to the towers and uh, um, and that bit, because that was kind of a that would break a lot of people when it was relevant. Yeah, it was tough. Nicknar low-manning it um with four people at level 80. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you can three-man the like the level 60 or the level 70
1: 24-man raids now. They're a pain, but you could do it.
0: All right. Um was there anything else that you guys saw at uh, Tokyo Game Show that you wanted to discuss? Uh, they were giving away um, a lot of cool stuff at the Square Enix booth. Um,
1: giving away the uh, you know, advanced copies of uh, Realm Reborn. Like, I mean, it's the it's the free content that we already have. But it was oh, like yes, they were giving starter
0: a... editions away, and some yep, people looked giving... for the game. Yep,
1: they were giving away starter editions. You had to beat like
0: <sighs> Ifrit hard
1: or something. Like, well, it wasn't it was
0: just Ifrit, just Ifrit normal.
1: But they actually gave out little cards that explained what all of your buttons did and what all of your skills did, because everybody had super simplified UIs, but they gave out little cards explaining how to play your class. So, like, if you had literally never played the game before, you could kind of read the card, watch the person that was playing in front of you, and then when you sat down, the chances of being successful was pretty high. They designed it for people to play and have fun. That
3: was a really cool idea.
2: Yeah.
3: It makes sense you want to like if you want to bring people into the fold, you want it to be accessible and for them to have a good experience with it. Definitely.
1: Oh yeah. And it's like you want when you're teaching somebody a game, you know, don't let them win, but maybe don't be as good at your strategy. Like let them have some success because showing success when you're trying something for the first time is a good way to get people interested.
0: Definitely. Get get you got you got to reel them in while it's, you know, early and then hopefully they could keep coming back. Well, it worked for us.
1: Yeah, I mean there's 230,000 people at TGS. If you could get a third of those people to play and half of those people were new, that's
0: an entire server. <laughs> like that's a lot of people. Yeah, it is. I mean, average server is about 30,000 or less.
1: Yeah. And you know, my friends that play fourteen that uh live in Tokyo, they're like, Oh yeah, we went, it was a blast, we played. And I'm like, How was it? And they're like, Oh, well there was you know, eight of us and six people were brand new. Oof. Like, that's cr- like six new and players
3: stuff, is tough. And stuff still went okay. Yeah, because it was you know, let's be real, it's different. Yeah. And I uh I also was just thinking I've got a... Several friends in the past week who, without any prompting from me, asked about like the whole thing with ARR's uh, quest being streamlined, saying that they had heard about that. And they were thinking of going ahead and giving it a shot once that happened because they had heard that the story was so good. So I wouldn't be surprised if there's a lot of interest and they're looking to capitalize on
0: it. Yeah, though I will say that, that part's not going to be coming for quite a while yeah. yet. We're at least six months out from that.
3: Oh, Yeah, no, I know. And I let them know, hey, it's something that's in development at the moment. But it's something where that kind of thing has filtered to kind of the outside world. And so people are taking notice.
0: So, yeah, then there was actually one more bit of information that I wanted to talk about from Tokyo Game Show. Mm -hmm. And that is live letter L.I.V. Woo. So live letter live. Yeah,
3: what's the Roman numeral E? There isn't one, is it there? No. Someone go time travel back to Rome and fix
0: <laughs> <laughs> This is clearly the best use you have of a time machine. Yes. Um, anyway, so Live Letter 54 uh, was uh, talking about patch 5.1, part 1. Um, the name of the exp- of this particular uh, um, patch is Vows of Virtue, Deeds of Cruelty. I think this is the longest title we've had on an, on a patch. Is
2: it? I'm glad that we
1: have, like, cooler titles now, and, like, cooler title logos, because, like, the ones for Realm Reborn and the ones from Heavensward were, were bad, and now we have, like, really cool titles that are animated and sort of tell us what we're doing in this particular
3: chapter. I
0: mean, As Goes Light, So Goes Darkness oh, yeah, I was forgot a similar link. Yeah, that was 4.3, 4. wasn't it? Or
3: 4.2? Yeah, Not
0: exactly. 4 point something.
3: Actually, it's exactly the same length. Um, I mean, it depends on whether you're going by letters or by... Anyways. Syllables.
2: um,
3: Yeah, that was 3.1. Oh,
0: three point.
3: Yeah.
0: Wow. That was a while ago. Wow. I'm old. (laughs) I don't remember shit. That's true. Um, We don't have an exact release date yet, but uh, late October, about a month. We're either three and a half or four and a half weeks out is my guess. So remember,
3: if you haven't already, it's time to get on accepting that you're never going to finish the Garo
0: stuff. Or you could actually do, you know, actually start doing Garo again, and you can finish it within the next uh, twenty six days. I mean, yes, you could, but let's be realistic here. Hey, if if you have time to catch seven hundred and four fish.
3: Okay, a lot of those. First off, I caught significantly more than that. Second, a lot of them were over the past few 700. Years. Okay, if you're if, if wow. to catch
0: that many different types of new fish. Jesus. Kane. Uh, I, I
3: just Kane accepting fan. who I am here.
0: Good news. Kane found an elephant. Oh, good job,
2: Kane.
0: <laughs> I think it has to do with a, uh, a certain uh, house. Oh, <laughs> I think he was going to go there, but actually he's talking about how amazing Squall looks in FF8. Wow. He's the think... best
3: looking guy in the room.
0: <laughs> oh God. So the, uh, the evening event for KupoCon this year,
1: they're all masquerade balls. And the most popular mask at uh, Pomex uh, yesterday was people making the final fantasy eight PS one
0: pixelated
1: God. as death mask oh. <laughs> on everybody. Everybody, Beautiful. there was a Kimari one, there was a Riku one, there was a Hildebrand one. People just rocked it all weekend.
0: Beautiful, and I also happen to see a certain winner in the chat right now. I'm not uh, sure if they know that they won yet, but uh, just want to who s- is just Shoya is in the I chat. Uh, I see them in, in, in the viewer list. They're oh, okay. Said I yet, don't have but.
1: the viewer list open.
0: <laughs> and Kane's causing trouble trying to make a Rory buy a, a Switch. Shock. So I am shocked. Um, I'm going to link a couple of different sources where we got our information from, uh, so you guys can uh, follow along. So we've got Nova Crystalis, so thank you to them for uh, <clears throat> putting together all of this good stuff, as well as our friends over at Gamer Escape. You know, Fusion X and their crew do an amazing job as well. So make sure to check those sources out. That's where we got most of our information on the coverage. Since I don't speak Japanese.
3: You know that's fixable.
0: Yeah. I just have not had time to actually learn it.
3: Yeah. You could end up cursed like me, but you have time to catch all those fit. Wait, no, that's me.
0: yes <laughs> i'm I'm busy streaming and, 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 and shitposting. and shit posting. And 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 the like. So, I, I a, fully uh, choices. Klaus speak anime Japanese. Nani? Just,
1: shut up, all of you! Good God! Fuck <sighs> a Klaus!
3: It's not like I love you. like. Like,
1: yeah. I'm cringing so hard right now.
3: <laughs> As you should.
1: Baka baka uh, baka. Yeah.
0: <laughs> oh my god well all actually monsters. it would 90, be easy 90 percent of the uh uh japanese that i know does come from anime oh no it, it definitely okay. does anime is, anime is a really hilarious way to
1: learn like how to describe something that you'll never actually do yeah like race motorcycles while playing card games or whatever like you know how to describe all of that or you understand things in context, like this is what you say when you greet somebody at night. This is what you say in reference to thanking someone if you really mean it. But the actual word by word is really hard. That's what yeah. I'm stuck on. So like, that's definitely one of the problems with anime. It's like, What does that mean? I don't know. I just say it when I get really frustrated. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, shit. I'm like, that's that word, but all right. Though I, I have noticed myself saying Nani the fuck a lot more frequently. What is is wrong with you? (laughs) (laughs) That one I actually (laughs)
3: don't
1: mind because it's so fucking bizarre. Yes.
3: (laughs) Oh (laughs) my gosh. Can we (laughs) please have some standards? No. No.
1: (laughs) Absolutely
3: not. (laughs) Welcome
0: Uh, to uh, Anime Podcast. No, just kidding. We, it, though doing an anime show was a lot of fun. It'd be kind of cool to bring something back like that, but yes, I love that hashtag, Talos, hashtag Nani the fuck.
1: It's happening.
0: Alright, anyway, moving on. So, uh, thank you again, Nova Crystallis and Gamer Escape for the uh, information that we are about to uh, share with all of you guys now. So, the biggest things discussed, Patch 5.1 is going to, of course, have new main scenario. Wow.
2: <laughs> never saw
0: it coming exactly um, the Pixie Beast Tribe that one was a little
3: unexpected though um, I guess there's so many different types of Pixies and Fae that having some offshoot that wants to do something or another isn't that out of the question
1: I'm surprised we didn't get Numo
0: we, we will. I thought. oh yes but
1: like I thought that was going to be the first
0: one yeah I actually did too to be honest with you but um, I'm betting they <sighs> Oh my gosh, what if if all of the Beast Tribes
3: are different, Fae?
0: You mean they're all...
1: I would be very upset. Well, I mean, the fact that they're all going to
0: be in the same zone. I mean, I I was listening to some of the other podcasts uh, this last week, and uh, that was one thing that a lot of them were talking about. It seems like all of our Beast Tribes are in one zone. I mean,
3: if we've got the Pixies in uh, the new mood, then it's either the Floth, which would be a bit weird, and I
0: lost it, or the Amaro, the yeah.
3: heartwarming Amaro.
0: Yeah. I mean, otherwise, are we going to get... Uh, the one that I'm actually thinking we're probably going to get as the Crafters and Gatherers is, is going to be the uh, the Dwarves. Oh, yeah, that's the Oh, for think. sure. For sure. It's funny that we're going to get Lalafell as a Beast Tribe.
1: Yeah, that is going to be a little awkward.
0: Oh, and somebody in the chat was working on trying to get their Garo mount. I got it. Oh.
3: Good so, job, Shoshoya. You're less accepting of your fate than I am. Yeah.
0: They are a winner on many fronts.
2: What are you implying about me?
0: That you didn't win a copy of Final Fantasy VIII Remastered. Damn right I did it. Wait, what? <laughs> and they're doing the the right thing and, and, and going for their Gara mount. Uh oh wow, congratulations, you're a win away from getting the first mount. Nice, nicely nice. done. Keep it up. And you'll get all three of them in no time. So anyway, continuing on. Uh so the the Pixie Beast tribes, it's gonna be a lot of fun. It's probably gonna be really, really childish, and I'm gonna love every minute of it. Oh, man, they're going to play so many pranks on us, and we're going to nearly die so many times, and it's going to be great. Yes. That Uh, sounds right. (laughs) And they they talked about the 24-man. Yorha, Dark Apocalypse. Uh, Part one is going to be The Copied City. Yeah, I'm really wondering where they're going with this.
3: Well, have you played Nier? I haven't. I know a little bit about it, and I really, really do want to get around to playing it. I but no, I have not
1: yet. None of it. I, I, it did not even look interesting to me, so I didn't even pick it up. Well, I don't. Everything
3: I've heard
0: about it suggests it's amazing. So. Oh, I've heard a lot of good things about the game. I just don't have time to play it. Fair. Well, the the fact that I think the first through is about 20, 30, 40 hours, something like that, depending on how fast you push through. But then you have to go through it another how many times to get all the good endings? Good God a lot. I mean, it's an amazing uh, way to present the story because I mean, you're not you're not just playing through the exact with the exact same character either, are you? You're playing through with different characters and the mm-hmm. story's slightly different each time. So, if I if I'm understanding how the game works. I mean, like I said, everything that I've heard is been through third parties or other people who've played it.
3: Yeah. My understanding is that at least some of the uh, so there's a large number of endings, but there's only a few that are, like, super significant, and others are attained by, like, for instance, at some juncture, choosing not to fight a particular opponent or otherwise running the story off the rails. So I, uh, my understanding is that there's, like, five major
0: significant endings. So the game should be uh, called uh, Our Podcast, the Video Game?
2: <laughs>
0: running Things Off the Rails?
1: Hey, Sarah, did you watch that Maddie Matheson video on Bon Appetit this week?
0: <laughs> yeah, well, you had to bring up Bon Appetit, so... I mean, on. we
1: were talking about going off the rails. I figured we were here.
0: Well, I didn't think we were catfishing anybody, though. Ah, uh, fair. <laughs> uh, well played. And in this case, literally. I didn't well, watch it, but I know which one you're talking about. It's
3: well, a, It was a two-parter. Played. I did not see it
0: yet. Anyway. So he's gonna watch it after the show is what I'm understanding. So oh, for sure. The new yes. dungeon after that we're, the show that we're gonna be getting is called the Grand Cosmos. Yeah. I didn't see much about that, honestly. Sorry. There's
3: a lot where they were holding back a lot of information such that I I don't even know what to make of that. Some kind of planetarium or otherwise cosmological significance type thing? Uh or is this like we usually use cosmos to talk of like outer space and things like that. but it's it's a word that comes with a like it comes with this idea of like the universe just seen as like this well-ordered whole. So like maybe it's some sort of philosophical or like model structures. I don't know where to go with that. I I got nothing, dude.
1: Like that does not tell us enough of anything. But then again, we also have, um, like, a version of the city that was in the, like, here, go to the past. Your consciousness is going to go to the past and watch the city be destroyed,
3: was one of our dungeons. Uh, I mean, it's more like he made, like, a really, really awesome VR simulation.
1: But still, like, that's a thing that is our dungeons now. It's not just a matter of, you know, six years ago, we literally ran into a cave and killed pirates. Now we have cool VR simulations with magic. (laughs) Like uh, nothing. Nothing is holding us back. We can do just about anything at this point. So grand
3: cosmos, is it
1: space related or just,
3: I do feel the need to point out that while technically, yes, that's possible. We did kind of break the previous system that was running. them.
1: Okay. From
0: the screenshots that I'm seeing on the Nova Cristalus site, it looks like it's a giant palace hmm the heck yeah i kind of want to take a quick look at this yeah the, i linked uh the uh articles in the twitch chat yep. as well as it's in the notes down. so Alphano and Alse doing their thing
3: if so it's go, this third shot here
0: the one past um Alphano and uh um the, yeah. Ch- yeah chai lady <clears throat> yeah the next two are going to be the grand cosmos
3: Interesting. A lot of the things like the armor sets, uh, standing in the hallways, put me in mind of Verbert type gear. So it's very
0: possible that it's below- beneath that lake,
3: or like somewhere uh, around Ilmeg, or the remains of Verbert, or stuff like that.
0: I could see that as a possibility. Let's see. So, yeah, so that's gonna be the new dungeon. I'm hoping they drop, um, the uh, last story dungeon from expert.
1: That'd be kind of nice because I I'd mean, be while it's that.
0: it's it's a nice dungeon, I don't want to get it every time I do expert roulette.
1: And it's literally every time right now because it's the last one. It generates the most, yeah. whatever. And yeah.
3: I mean, it's always a thing. Like, they want to make sure that the newbies are getting through. I actually saw someone commenting that they were having trouble getting people for the dying gasp because that's not part of any uh, type of the roulettes. And so people only show up for it if they're specifically queuing for it.
0: Yeah. I mean, I've only run it once.
1: I think I ran through it a couple of times the first day or two just to kind of do my due diligence. But yeah, I don't think I've run it in
3: a while. Yeah, what? this place is definitely putting me in mind of uh, Verberg.
0: I wonder if it's like their equivalent of the vault. Possible. We'll have to see.
3: Anyway, um, sorry. It's,
0: it's going to be story related, is my understanding. Oh, yeah. So, um, But speaking of uh, the dying gasp, they didn't actually specifically say this, but we know that the new uh, expert trial we're getting is going to be the dying gasp. They said it's secret, but we all know what it is. I mean... <laughs> I've wondered about that given that we would all know
3: or expect, I wonder if it's uh if they are uh planning to mess with our expectations on it. Otherwise, I don't get why they would keep that one I secret. I think they're
0: keeping it secret because people still have not finished the game. Oh, that's reasonable. And I figure you know for us, we've already uh you know spoilers are off. Oh, uh yeah. that
3: reminds Looking at the notes here, one thing about the Grand Cosmos that wasn't mentioned but that I do want to highlight Mm. is
0: that they are keeping it compatible with the trust system. Oh yes, that is true. So you will be able to bring your trusts into that if you want to. Um, Just remember that the the first time you go through it, you will then no longer be able to bring your trust through unless they are level eighty. Yeah, I mean, is that it? Might just be the case that from now on, because when is it? Does that restriction get uh, get lifted, or when do they get happening? If it's it, their their status gets reset after you've beat the storyline.
3: Right. But so are they then going to be temporarily bumped up to 80 for the purpose of doing that and after that drop down? Yes. Or is it just going to be a, hey, that, hope you've, been, you've that's, been leveled?
0: That's my understanding. Is It doesn't okay. matter what progress you have through the game with your trust system, they will be able to be used from the get-go. For that first time. For that first run. After which, I'm assuming you're going to have to level them back up before you can pull them through again. Okay. So I mean I still think I'm probably going to run it with people because it is a faster run. But um they need to make some in my opinion make major changes on on the experience gained on the trust system, but that's a different story. We'll talk about that some I, other time.
3: Yeah. I haven't had issues with that, but
0: I may we may just be playing things in a different way. It's I guess I just think it takes a lot longer to do it that way. So Anyways. Anyway, moving on. Um, yeah. Oh, I did actually say that it is trust system compatible. I just didn't put it that it was underneath that bit. Ah. So it was my fault in formatting it improperly. I'm You're, sorry. Keep your notes neat. Keep them all readable. Right. So uh, the, the the trial, they said, is secret, but we all know that it's going to be a dying gasp. But what is still a secret is they're adding a third ultimate fight, but they have not said who it is yet. <sighs> Was well, this one cool, that we though. had
3: any speculation on already? Ultima? We already had Ultima, didn't we?
0: Or not... do you mean the East Ultima? Yeah, no, uh, not e- the uh, uh, Ultima, like, MF. Oh, Omega, I'm sorry. Not uh, Not Ultima, Omega. Oh, okay. Okay, yeah, that's a bit of a difference. Yeah, my bad.
3: I was wondering about either that, or maybe they like bring in Alexander and have even more fucked up time mechanics. It, yeah,
0: Alexander is also another possibility. Because if you think about it, they've actually kind of been going in that order. They did uh, the the first one was was uh, Ultimate Weapon. Bahamut wasn't it? Wasn't Ultima Bahamut weapon? was the first one? Okay. The Unending Coil of Bahamut. Okay. Was and that then, it? Okay. I thought it was the other way around, but well, but the the two were. Ultimate Weapon and Muhammad, right? Right. So, I mean, that makes sense that the, the next one would then be the next expansion, which is Alexander. Yeah. Assuming that they're
3: just going for the let's grab the super thing from each expansion. Mm-hmm. I'm not necessarily sure they do it
0: that way. Which is why I think Alexander doesn't quite fit in that particular thing. And we kind of got a, a redo to Alexander oh. in the twinning. Warring Triad? Another possibility. Ooh, I would be down for that, actually.
3: I'd be super down for that. All of them in sequence, all at once. Maybe yeah. some type of thing where you don't want the sta- uh, them to move out of balance. And then add in God, whatever sets at the end. Takes. Or maybe Kefka shows up and starts fucking with things. I don't
0: know. I think but Kefka has to be involved, if you ask me.
1: Eh, I hope so. But I'm biased. Granted, oh, yes. The, the, you know, have,
0: in in fourteen, Kefka was a part of Omega.
3: Plus, we already had like his entire archangel transformation. Not that you couldn't do something, but I kind of feel like are you necessarily actually as that might make treading a, or exploring any interesting mechanical ground.
0: Yeah, it might make a very long fight too. Yeah, I mean, we're talking like forty minutes. Ugh, that would be amazing. And I'm, I'm, I'm not sure that uh, the uh, first worlders would want to, uh, world firsters, I'm sorry, would be want to go that long and try and learn that much of a fight.
3: Yeah. Ever since the days of Pandemonium Warden, I think we've been moving away from that kind of.
0: Yeah. though Pandemonium Warden was 40 hours.
3: Yeah. And then there were, there were news stories. And then there was like, like I'm saying ever since that type of thing, it's like, Maybe
0: we shouldn't ask that of people.
3: Maybe the thing to do is to not challenge them based on their physical endurance.
0: Yeah, we'd like to hear what you guys think about that, too. I mean, you can always uh, shoot us a message on Twitter at PHXDN Radio. We'd love to hear what your speculation is on some of these uh, secret items that they haven't, you know, that they're teasing us with. Punks. All right. So aside from that, um, a number of job adjustments. Um, the ones that I'm yes. talking, going to talk more about are going to be the updates to Blue Mage. Um, Y'all have fun with that. What, you didn't like Blue Mage? Can't stand it. I didn't mind it. I mean, I got my up to 50 and I've got almost all the spells.
1: Mine's like level
3: 5 or something.
0: <laughs> Mine's least- un- unlocked finally. I've been saving it
3: for a oh, I guess that's what I can do when I get tired of fishing.
0: Splendid. I have a plan. You mean instead of, you know, actually going and doing the Garo event? I am very realistic about what I care about, Bother. <laughs> Fair enough. Well, I mean, you can always go tend to that house of Zayla you've got. Oh my God. No, not you too. No. <laughs> How do I stab
3: someone through the internet?
0: <laughs> so the level cap on Blue Mage has been raised to 60. This is your 60. fault, Kane. <laughs> That's why we love Kane. Um, there will be a number of new job quests added, uh, new Mask Carnival stages. They're adding a Blue Mage log, which is nice. I'm down for that.
1: That's a cool idea.
0: Um, you'll be able to form a party with your fellow Blue Mages and compete in specified duties. So, Blue Mage Palooza. I mean, is that just so that you can like finally go get all of those weird boss spells that are just a bitch to get any other way? Well, the the boss spells, at least the dungeon ones, are 100 percent drop now. Oh well, that's handy. Yep, yeah. it's the trials and some of the overworld ones that you still have to have a little bit of a RNG on your side.
1: That I don't mind so much, but it's like if I just spent 25 minutes like dragging three other people through this, and then I don't get it, I'd be like, "Hey, do you want to do it again?" Like, no, of course yeah. not. I the want it done. Do Easy
3: to spam. Yeah. yeah,
1: everybody goes in unsynced.
3: Yep, the warrior have... stands
1: there, hits it with auto attacks the entire time, and keeps enmity with no problem, and you just stand there until the spell goes off and you're done
0: or what we were doing a lot of times we were going four and four so four people would be uh, you know undersized we would uh, max level destroy the thing with the blue mages kind of hiding in the background making sure they don't Mm -hmm. die to mechanics and then Mm -hmm. once the monster's dead boom they get their spell maybe but if well if somebody gets it they all get it which is nice you just keep going back and forth until then once they get their spell you you flip flop you repeat (laughs) <laughs> be like, oh, cool, you got your spell. Great, switch to DPS. Yep, so that's what, how it worked. Um, but but they'll also be able to receive various rewards, including allied seals and to, uh, tomestones. So that'll be nice. So you can actually use your blue mage to do some farming. And then there will be certain duties that offer bonuses that will change weekly.
1: That's... i
3: I'm sure interested to that. see the implementation of this too before I uh, have I'm not 100% sure what they're going for or what their ideal outcome of this is and I'm a little curious so I really do feel like I want to see the details yeah
0: I mean th- it's nice that they are addressing it because like I said, I went pretty hard with blue mage right away and then after I got most things I just got kind of bored of farming the last couple bits and was like eh we'll just go put you off to the side for now until I want to do something later
1: wasn't well, the RPG problem, right? You get to like, I really want to get all the best weapons, and I want to get the highest level spell, and I want to get the, oh god, I'm level 80, and you're supposed to beat the game at level 50. Fuck it. I'm going to kill it, and I'm going to play it on another playthrough. And then that game goes on your shelf for years.
0: <laughs> was quite that <laughs> Like, that's bad, what we,
1: that's what happens with me most of the time. I gave up on FF10, and finally just, like, smashed, checked in, like, two turns. No, I, I,
0: I think a lot of people end up using the, uh, the, the thing with, um, the little exploits that you could where you could get XP real really easy oh yeah for sure which they fixed thankfully
1: well I mean I was part of team uh squadron bullshit back mm-hmm. a couple years ago when you could spam your bards special abilities and just AOE the entire dungeon nonstop. Oh, that was fun mm-hmm. I was part of team that that's how my healers got leveled up
0: huh <sighs> So, and yeah, not, there's
1: some broken stuff.
0: But now, I mean, that's absolutely a feasible strat because there's no uh, TP.
1: Yeah. And that's one of the other things. Like, imagine if that wasn't patched out. Now we don't have TP. Oh, yeah. God. <laughs> like, that's brutal.
0: All right. Um, Were there any of the other job adjustments you guys wanted to discuss? Because I know there were a, a large number of them that were. Yes. Talked about. Ninjas. So, uh, in, there's a
1: Kotaku article, um, Yoshida was asked, uh, monks were originally less popular until some changes to Grease Lightning, now we're in the process of seeing ninjas struggle to find an identity, uh, basically Yoshida's idea was that they wanted to decrease the super strong synergy between all of the jobs. Uh, so due to that they he feels they were a bit too extreme in trying to prevent any one element causing extreme synergy end quote,
3: yeah, because mm-hmm. the moment you've got that, then it's like a well, now we have to have these two things because it's so powerful
1: um, but so he he's kind of lowered the overall potency of the ninjas attacks, but now the ninja doesn't really do anything, so they were because they were trying to balance trick attack. But with higher, the ninjutsu taking two or more mudras, sometimes the actions kind of jump into your global cooldown, and just ninja was not interesting to play anymore. So in 5.1, they're going to be making some adjustments to ninja to make it more playable and to give it an identity. Because you know we always joke like, oh, there's best tank, worst tank, best healer, worst healer. But realistically, DPS, you can and should be able to use everything But with ninjas being outclassed by damn near everything, that's tough. It's a tough sell. Uh, He also said they're going to make tweaks to uh, Samurai and Summoner as well. All right. Sarah, do you have any other jobs that you wanted to talk about? So let's
3: see. I'm looking through the notes here because, oh, I don't know why I can't remember half of this stuff from the live layer. Like, I looked at summaries. I read the stuff there, but I don't remember half of this talking about, here we are, uh, changes to range DPS, it looks like. Where the heck? Hang on, I'm scrolling through some of the summaries because I do not remember this. Dude, it's all good. It is
1: an enormous, enormous wall of text.
3: Yeah, and there were definitely some bits that I was paying a little more attention to.
1: Totally fair. Uh, Totally fair. Um, As far as the weekly Blue Mage change, does that feel kind of gotcha
3: to you? Because it kind of did to me. Eh, I mean, if it doesn't actually... the whole element of a gotcha is that it's a slot machine where you're needing to put some currency in. Just saying like, hey, we're going to like mix it up, provide some random of things. I think one of the things they want to get away from is everyone just spams one thing because that is the best thing. Yeah, that's what it seems yeah. more like to me. Like, in general, that just becomes uninteresting. That becomes a recipe for, oh, hey, it's like, this was the best way to do it. So I spammed this dungeon 50 times and now I'm done with the thing. But also now I'm kind of tired of the game.
1: Yeah, because you're like, oh, the game's boring. It's like, well, how many times have you run Sastasha unsynced to do whatever, to finish that last thing in your book, in your Wonder's Tales book? And it's like, a lot. It's like, well,
3: how much do you like this first dungeon? I don't. You know, I've been there a lot. (laughs) But at the same time, it's not unreasonable if you tell them, hey, there are these ways to get these rewards, and this way is clearly easier than all the others. Like, it's not unreasonable to say that, okay, this is the one they start doing. I, I'm not they're, just gonna, they're responding to a natural pressure. I can't blame them for that. My, uh, my duty finder was the
1: same three dungeons all the time because they all dropped 50 Phantasmagoria. And I didn't oh. care which one I did. And I just did eight of those a week, plus Eden, and a little bit of treasure hunting, and I was capped. Like, I could cap on Tuesday by noon if I wanted to.
0: Yeah, like I said, yes. same with the uh, the hunt train now. You can cap. Yeah, you, you, can, you can get on when the reset happens. You can cap two hours later one, or, or as soon as the next train runs through.
3: I have gotten 340 Phantasmagoria throughout the entirety of this expansion. Have, <laughs> I've got <laughs> like eight wow. of those little Eden Blade type things, and I still haven't been able to get a weapon.
1: Because you need to do, a, you need a thousand, yeah. Yep.
3: Yeah. Because uh, I have been bothering that little with tombstones. Way to go, sir.
1: Well, you we also have the we also have the issue of, oh, I really want this, and then you don't get it for three weeks, and you go, By the time I get this, it will be outclassed by an NPC item. Why? Yeah. Like And it's oh. it's so stupid that if you're behind a month, you might as well just not bother for the next two months that's frustrating
3: not even necessarily that bad but like i was thinking about hey do i want to do some a uh, little more eden i've since i've been outfitting both warrior and bard uh yeah. was talking with a friend of mine uh, who's we've been doing it together usually and it's like given how close we are to your Holly, like the uh, gear there is probably going to be fairly comparable so it's like maybe just wait for that
0: well rory has a great point this is what mm-hmm. happens when you get obsessed with fish
3: <laughs> i have no regrets <laughs> no regrets
0: Oh, uh, I love you, Chat. We're gonna pick amazing, on you man. about
1: fish forever, bro. <laughs> <laughs> eh, that's fair.
0: Well, he's got to have something to feed the Zayla.
3: Oh my fucking god!
0: Okay, uh, shall we move on? Please God, I'm gonna
3: start reading you fish entries now. <laughs> no,
0: you did Not that again! last. You did that last episode. <laughs>
3: well, it turns out there's like 800
0: of them. Yeah, Plus he, another,
3: oh, like, hundred or so if we do the spear fishing. That one okay. I have fully
0: completed. All right. So anything else in the job adjustments you guys wanted to talk about?
3: Nah, I'm good. Oh, okay. I, I'm, yeah, I haven't been able to find any of the actual details, and without the details, I don't even know what to say yeah, about right.
0: them. I remember hearing, like I said, the jobs that I play aren't getting uh, hit too much. I think Summoner's getting a little bit. Um, ninja, Samurai, um...
3: And they mentioned, like, some of these notes mentioned about buffs for ranged DPS. So that's. Astro, quality. I think, was
0: getting some cha- some love. But yeah, um, it's out there. If we find it, we'll link it somewhere. Yeah. Maybe we'll tweet about it. So
3: let's see. They're uh, changing up PvP yet again, rebalancing all the actions. They've got a new frontline uh, rule set at Ansal Hakir with
0: the Danchig Nadam. Yep, it's going to be on the step.
3: Yeah. yeah
1: neat those are words i don't care it's PvP.
0: yeah
1: i've been trying <laughs> to...
0: i think it looks really cool actually but you know the, the fact that we're getting to pvp out on the step kind of like we did with the uh the, the big nadam is that what it was called the nadam that when we uh, in, in the story so mode thing dan nadam is a real world term it's like a kind of traveling tour cel- religious cultural festival hmm interesting but this one, but in in, in Final Fantasy XIV, it involves fighting.
1: Well, I mean, it should.
0: Combat's the fun
3: part. Let's see, <laughs> Mongolia Trip Advisor. What? <laughs> uh, like the step is based off of Mongolia. Oh, that's. I mean, yes,
0: but but they have their own Trip Advisor. Yeah. <laughs>
3: I, I we love see add those. that into Skyscanner as places one, I like to go. This one even talks about, during the festival, a number of interesting events, including contests among monks. So, like, fighting might be a part of that as well. Sure. That's really <laughs> neat. I mean, it is, I guy. did not realize just how much of this was based off of
0: real-world stuff. Not actually a religious festival. Come on, Sarah, you're the lore-brary, you know how much of this stuff is actually based off of real-world stuff. <laughs> well, sure. And
3: I figured, like, the terminology they were pulling, but I didn't realize this was something that's still going on. In fairness, we did
1: just literally, like, throw him into a rabbit hole and expect him to come right back out. Like, it's not going to happen.
0: I don't know. He's pretty resilient. <laughs> truth. That's... Truth. And he bounces. That I will have to take your word on.
3: <laughs> I'm concerned about the direction of this conversation. But the wonderful thing about Timoros uh...
1: okay, are turning... wonderful things. We are uh... done. We are done. Hey, there's this other cool thing that's coming out yeah. in five point one. I'm actually excited about this new game plus. Thank God. Yeah, I I want to play through Heaven's again because it's been so long. I remember enjoying the experience and I remember little clips, but like I want to play through the Warrior of Darkness storyline again because that's super relevant again. Like, I want to play through sections of that, again, without it being four months between each chapter.
3: And you can. And (sighs) in fact, they Uh, they had a surprisingly more granular interface for it than I expected, and a lot more options.
1: I was expecting to kind of get, like, Hmm. okay, you want a new game plus? This is what you're doing for the next two hours. And I'm like, well, no, that's not really what I wanted. Like, I want to watch the cutscenes, but I also want to do all those fights. I want to do that fight again where we go into Rallger's Reach and do combat in Rallger's Reach before it's a zone that we can go to.
0: Yeah, Like, okay. I want to be able to do that again, and this is finally going to let us do that. Yep. They've split each of the uh, expansions into four parts. Um, they're, The main scenario, or the the main drop is split into two um, and yeah there's basically um, like patch point one to point three is gonna be the next one and then point 0.4 to 0.55 five is going to be the last one
3: so for example uh heaven's word part one and part two and then dragon song war and post dragon song war yep
1: yeah which is a perfectly fine split actually that works mm-hmm. pretty well
0: and each chapter must be played from the beginning so if you're going to jump into it and you want to play through the first part of Word, you have to play through the entirety of the first half of Heaven's Word.
1: Please set aside adequate time to view these cutscenes.
3: Um, uh, that bat- said, it, look, it looks right. like New Game Plus... Uh, they were mentioning that New Game Plus mode is kind of a mode that you can enter and leave into. So you can be like, okay, I'm done with New Game Plusing back to current content. Yep.
0: And there's one save, so you can ha- you can work on it as you want to um, and, and save your progress and then go back into it at a later time. But they don't, you can, and I'm
3: guessing just as like a difficulty of implementation or resources type thing, you can't have like, okay, here's my 20 different bookmarks and I'm constantly jumping back and forth between these things.
0: Correct. So basically uh, they it just th- starts from beginning you work through it, or you go up to as far as you want to, and then you would quit it and start another section. They do also mention that uh, the instance battles are going to be level synced, so
3: you still get to enjoy them at the challenging difficulty they would have been, and you don't get quest rewards.
0: I believe you also don't get experience.
1: I'd be okay with that, because otherwise, like, you get to 77 or whatever. It's like, hey, I guess what we're doing for the next... Couple hours we're playing through Heavensward again.
0: I mean, it would be nice to be able to run through like a a 50 or level 50 or 60 character and run them through the main scenario and get bonus experience, but I understand them not wanting to do it that way.
3: No,
1: it's I
0: mean, but
3: then you have people who again are going to feel obligated to do it because it is the most efficient or whatever, where it's like they're doing it in order to try to get the XP rather than because they actually want to revisit the storyline.
0: Yeah, but I mean, my only—I cons-
3: don't know that there's a particular reason to encourage them to do it. Yeah,
0: I mean, my only concern with that then is there's gonna be, is basically the people who are gonna run it then is gonna be limited. Yeah. I mean, and I,
3: think I think that's there's I think there's a lot of people who like really loved a lot of those scenario beats stuff like in Heavensward, that bit where we have the Grand Melee. That yeah. was a really fun and exciting bit. And I think uh, people would like a chance to do it again to observe a bit more of what's going on to try a couple different things or people who are say are making some type of role playing uh, video or other things like that.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, Not, I can see content creators actually getting a lot of use out of it.
3: Yeah, not needing to make an entire new character and run them through again just to be able to get this bit.
0: Um so and th- so what they've said is Heavensward, Stormblood and Shadowbringers will be available and but because they are working on uh streamlining ARR that is not yet available. They'll put that in the new game plus once they have fixed that. Um so it'll be an opportunity for us then who maybe don't want to create a new character in 2.x and run them through that way. Um, it'll allow us an opportunity to run through it with our existing character and see what changes were made.
1: Mm-hmm. That'll be nice. Cause I do want to see it. Like I want to see what's going on, but I don't really want to start at zero. Yeah. That just, I've done it and it's awful. Yeah. I, yeah. do you guys remember beta? Yeah. When we had to make a new character every Friday. Yeah, for like 2 months. That was horrid. I don't
0: ever want to do that again. I got in on the beta later, I guess. There was a bit of that kind of thing. Yeah, we got we it wiped every weekend
1: for a while and it was just horrendous cuz we just never got anywhere. It's like you had the hunting log memorized. Like it was and that I... bad.
3: Because, I mean, the point of it was to, like, be testing out the systems and all of that, not necessarily to be providing you with an advanced look at the game.
2: True.
0: All right, so hopefully uh, New Game Plus becomes something that a lot of people end up utilizing. Because it, it, it seems interesting.
3: Yeah, I think especially given that you've got stuff with the more recent parts of the plot, where it's making reference to earlier things, I think you're going to have a lot of people who uh, want to... Like uh, rewatch it, re-familiarize themselves with it. There's been a lot more interest in the storyline at this point. Yeah,
0: people want you know, people are maybe regretting their cutscene skipping. I want to go back and see it again. Damn right they are. Though so, no, they're not. They better. <laughs> um, now we were um, kind of uh, hinting at this at the beginning of the of the show. Uh, there is a crafting and gathering revamp planned for patch uh, 5.1 and 5.2. So we're not. It's not. Getting completely redone in in uh, October, but uh, the first parts of it will be implemented in patch five point one and then I'm assuming yeah. then uh, a little about three months after that. So those
3: changes uh, look to make it a lot more acceptable for multi uh, part crafts for stuff with a lot of different dependencies.
0: Because yeah, a lot of the crafts right now are getting very complex. Yeah,
1: they're really complex. They're very long. There's a lot of stuff that... You know, uh, let's be real. We buy some of the steps because it's just easier.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: But... Hey,
3: that's that's how you uh, keep an economy going for the little crafter.
1: Oh, for sure. That's I mean, I catered, I catered a wedding last week. I cheated my butt off on it, dude. I bought so much pre-made stuff, it was ridiculous. Because it was just cheaper than buying it and making it myself. And it came with similar qualities, so why not? And is that even really cheating? No, I mean, that's very good. right. But that's when we're trying to make something, especially if you craft and gather um, people with less powerful systems to play on uh, less than great Wi Fi, they end up falling into the crafting and gathering pretty hard because it's something that they can do reasonably well with a less than great connection. Yep. And so you've got these people that are doing this constantly and have hundreds of millions of gil. Yes, really. I've seen them. It's scary. And you're like, "Why?" And like, "Because I can't do anything else." But even they're saying, "Okay, I need 19 items in my inventory." And if I cra- I have to craft three things and they're all HQ and then I get this HQ level 80 piece of whatever. That's outclassed in three months when the next patch comes out and you can buy something with the unlimited tomes. Like, that's frustrating. That's super frustrating. So getting crafting down to where it's more reasonably manageable, to where it's like, it's a level 55 craft, you're level 80, you have the soul of the creator on it or whatever... You should be able to look at a tree and have it turn itself into boards at that point. You should be so good at it, you should never have a chance to fail, and it shouldn't take half your inventory to do it. I'm hoping that the fixes get to where it's a little bit more streamlined so that we people who want to craft but are bad at resource management or are just tired of all the amount of stuff you need can actually craft and still enjoy the process of doing it.
0: You mean four retainers full of mats?
1: Four or eight or alts or just there's so or a free company that you yourself are in and that's it. So that you have a free company chest to yourself, too. Uh, It's crazy how much storage space people need air quotes need. Yeah. Just to high level craft. But then we also have things like HQ materials for sub 60 crafts. Okay, that's cool. I have a stack of 700 of them. They do not need to be HQ once you're level 80. They just <laughs> that's don't. true. They just don't. So now you try to sell them, you're like, well, the NQ ones are 700 gil. The HQ ones are 3,000 gil. The people who are at level 25 or whatever need the HQ ones. Nobody else does. So we have these wonky inventories of stuff we can't sell and stuff we don't need. And stuff that isn't worth throwing away.
0: Yeah, it's a it's a tough line to try and figure out. But uh, so hopefully
1: I, the crafting and gathering fixes. Honestly, I feel like it's going to fix the inventory
0: system. I just hope it doesn't end up crashing the uh, the economies.
1: I, because of the world visit system, and the advent of people reporting sale prices for high ticket items like materia all over the servers, people, myself included will go world visit, buy a pile of mats somewhere, come back to their home world, and sell them at a profit. That is I, already happening, but that happened for several months, and now it's balanced out, so hopefully I, the crash won't be so bad. There's it's, extra-
3: arbitra- it's arbitrage, like have... Having world visit turns it from a whole bunch of separate worlds into one kind of combined world. So it makes sense that stuff would equalize out to a degree. Not perfectly, because there's still some effort and time involved in going back and forth between places, but
0: it's arbitrage. It's normal. I mean, there's actually a couple of uh, websites now that are able to report um, prices on multiple servers. So,
1: If you look at the Crystal Data Center prices versus the Aether Data Center prices, they're completely different. Because people on Crystal are buying jump potions for a combat class, running to all the zones and hitting all the Aetherites, and then standing in an FC house and crafting all day. People on Aether are trying to world first a whole bunch of stuff. It's very different play groups. Obviously, each individual server and play group is different. Uh, I acknowledge that. I mean, we've got role players here on Hyperion. You know, that's a real thing too. But
0: and people are prime on Primal are running uh, hunt trains. Exactly. Like, we've got <laughs> different we've got different groups
1: of people just in general. And so, yeah, when you see, oh, there's a crap load of crafters and gatherers, and damn near everybody on this data center is doing it, and almost everybody has max ranks in a couple of things. Yeah, crafting's kind of, you know, crafts are cheap here. Yeah, it's because really Because everybody's, everybody's got them. You come out here to Primal, where, let's be real, a lot of Hyperion is working professionals. This server dies at 10 p.m. Pacific time. Everybody goes to bed like it's we know that we're only playing for three or four hours four or five days a week some of us and it's like that those people aren't going to be spending their time gathering they're just not and so gatherable items yeah you can charge a million gil for one unit of something because I'm not going to spend 10 hours leveling up my crafting and getting gear to go do it I'm just going to spend a million gil and buy it. It's a weird mentality, and I love that it happened. But if we end up with a system of the new revamp crafting and gathering, and if it changes how people buy and how people gather and how people make stuff, we are going to see values on the market board change dramatically for the first little bit. And then, as Sarah mentioned, it will level out in time, but the first bit is going to be shocking, big time.
0: So let's go over some of these changes that are coming. Uh, yes. in, cra- in crafting, so the actions will be adjusted. We don't know how yet, but there's going to be an adjustment because there's a lot of actions. A lot of actions. I mean, they've yeah. already streamlined they, it a bit by getting rid of the elemental ones. Yeah. The then they, and they uh,
3: Given how necessary Beer God's Blessing was to things, just putting it in and taking, stripping out a couple of those. That I know a few people said they used Beer God's Brow or other things like that, but they were in a very tiny minority yeah most
1: people
0: use blessing
1: so my roommate and i both craft uh we actually had this conversation a couple of weeks ago where he was trying to show me how to do upper level crafting and i was trying to show him how to do collectibles and we're talking 20 plus step crafting from zero from nq materials at max level crafters with top tier gear we were going for basically the same thing, 100% HQ versus maximum collectability. We used completely different skills. Yeah. I don't think we even shared a single skill, the entire tree that yeah, we used. There's a couple of different
0: uh, legit Not even basics out there. like tricks of the trade?
3: I don't need it. Huh? What? Yeah. It's You and I use very different methods apparently. Yeah. And so this we're is demonstrating.
1: We're, and this is where we're at, where it's like, how many skills do we have? Too freaking many. Because if people can if you and me can both sit down with the exact same seven items and the exact same eight crystals, exact same skills available, with the exact same gear on the exact same class, hit different buttons and three minutes from now pop out the same item. That's dumb. <laughs>
3: Like, we I should probably, like, that's weird. There's part of it that feels like, hey, that makes it interesting, but yeah.
0: Do we do we it's, need that kind of uh, um, intricacy within a, a video game crafting system?
3: God, I hope not.
0: I mean, is it neat <laughs> that we have it? Hell yeah. I think it's really cool that, that Final Fantasy XIV mm-hmm. has one of the most uh, profound and uh, interesting crafting systems in video games. But it doesn't need to be so complex that you have to have your own... Um, Factory, so to speak, to get everything going.
1: It doesn't need to be so complex that three yeah. people can sit down and use different skills and craft the same thing.
0: Then again, that's but bizarre. It, it does need to be better than what we had in 11. I mean, I
1: play Atelier games for fun, so like crafting is a thing, but my God, oh, 11 is I need so to ask hard. you
3: about this later.
1: <laughs> 11 was hard. Like, 11 was just straight up difficult.
3: Like, I need to know about these games with the complex crafting. We'll talk later. They are fun.
0: Okay, Excellent. so moving on. There's going to be a new recipe tree display, which is basically Yay. going to show you the steps of, the, of on the on the way versus having to like search through numerous different crafting <sighs> recipes. Um, so you're going to be able to see step by step how to get to your end craft, which would be nice. Yeah,
3: it's always been a little frustrating when you have one of those complex ones where it's like, oh, you need this thing, this thing, and this thing. Okay, how much ore do I need to get that? And I've used a lot of crafting calculators I think Mm -hmm. other people have as well to just be like, tell me how much ore I need. Tell me how many logs I need. I'll put it all together after, but give me the starter. Yes.
1: Give me the, the, okay, I need 18 of this and 13 of this and 12 of this and 5 of this and 99 of this. Cool. And then you sit there and switch between four classes to get a stick, a very sharp stick with some metal on it. Like, neat. But my God, this did not need to take four things. That tree what I would love is if you could select out of that tree and say, I want this and you switch to woodworker and you make the thing. And then you say, I want this and you switch to blacksmith and you make the thing.
0: Well, I mean, that's the thing that's been brought up. I mean, the the fact that we have 11 different classes for crafting and gathering, um, when realistically a lot of it can be brought down to five. Mm-hmm. five. So it's, it's interesting because, uh, a
3: lot of this, what, uh, I had the words in my head, 1.0 uh, crafts had a lot of this, like to a degree that was even more so where it's like, okay, you take this ore and you turn it into an ingot. Now you take that and turn it into a buckle, and you need to turn this into like a strap, and so you would be making a lot of the individual pieces. Yeah, there when were they a lot released, more
0: components. Uh,
3: yeah. When they released A Realm Reborn, they went ahead and streamlined a lot of it, and you'll notice a lot of the early recipes are very, very simple.
0: Yeah. But the complexity complexity creep came back, though. I mean, I think culinary is one of the worst ones just for how many different ingredients you have to go collect.
3: But I think at least also part of that was just a, hey, as you're getting to higher levels, as you have more complex recipe of things, as you have people who are ostensibly getting better at crafting, uh, you should have slightly more complex recipes. You should have stuff that's a little more interesting.
0: Then I would say at that point make them more difficult to create or make the ingredients more difficult to procure. Don't make us get so many different types mm-hmm. of them together. I mean they did yeah. they went both they they went both routes and they and they made them not only very difficult to craft but made the ingredients very 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 difficult to procure. But I mean, if you say make it difficult
3: to craft a lot, that's just like okay, we just keep increasing the numbers on this thing. That's not necessarily interest. Where well, power I guess,
0: creep is boring. Where well, I guess the interesting part, though, comes in how you end up utilizing the skills we get, which is why we have so many skills. I mean, I think generally fine with the way things are, but
3: I enjoy organizing uh, supply chains. Yeah. I mean, like I said, I'm I, I st- I, I the one who uh, does the assembly of uh, submarine parts for my free company. I mean, yeah, we've. Oh, how many subs do you have? Uh, two, though, I've got plans for another. I am about the only person who's supplying ingredients. So, as I said, it becomes an exercise in supply chain management, which it turns out I'm passable at. I need to
0: make a second one, which means I need to upgrade the first one. I need some goddamn
3: comicite ore. Oh. <laughs>
0: but I mean, like, with everything that we've said, though, I still believe that 14 has one of the better crafting and gathering systems out there. Oh. Oh yeah, yeah it's that. actually interesting. Yes. It's but like, fun. It would be nice to see. Yeah, I mean, say. we have had our our, our warrior our, our classes of, you know, magic and war and all of that. They've had their simplifications. It is time to have crafters and gatherers get their simplification as well. Yeah. Um, For sure. So then they're going so basically we're uh, looking at um beyond that, we're going to have um there's gonna be a, a kind of a quality of life thing for the Japanese players where um kanji symbol used for collectibles will be changed so it's easier to read. Um, certain items will always be gathered as collectibles, or, or maybe this may mean crafted as collectibles. Uh, I think it's gathered, yeah, because th- that it's funny because they put that one in the crafting one when there's actually a gathering one, so no,
3: yeah. oh. eh. um, Weird. yeah. I mean, it's, I think that's just the general collectibles thing, because there are some items that have no use aside from being collectibles. Very true.
1: So if you don't hit that little gold box at, the, at some point, you, you, end up with a complete, you end up with a completely worthless item. And if yeah. those materials were 30,000 gil a pop, you're just, and you don't notice it for three or four crafts, yeah, I've yeah, done
0: m- that. M- maybe it, it makes it so that you actually cannot craft it until you have your collectibles turned on. That'd be cool. Because I know mean, there are certain items that you have to craft a collectible version, but it also has a version that is usable in the real game. So. Um, yeah, I mean, like that, plenty of food or armor or other food. things like that. Really? will happily take them. Yep. Uh, adjustments to quick synth success rates would be nice. And and the the one we had talked about in the in past shows the adjustments to desynth.
1: Yeah, I. I feel bad for the people that just spent 11 million gil getting their decent up, but I guess that sucks. I don't yeah. know what to tell you.
3: Take advantage of your exclusive decent skills while you can.
1: Yep. Same with crafters. Crafters right now, if you look at the market board, the stuff that's up there and the prices it's at is weird. Because people are clearing out their inventories because they have absolutely no idea what the end of October is going to look like.
0: Uh, gathering system updates. So again, actions will be adjusted. Um, actions used to locate unspoiled nodes will be automated. Thank God. So I actually currently have mine set to macros. So every time I switch to one of my gatherers, I have macros that turn on those yeah. skills.
3: And I mean, they already have things like auto prospect or auto fathom. So there's no reason they can't do it for the other,
0: yep, which will be nice. So that means I can adjust those and um will be ready to go. Um, Items at unspoiled nodes will not appear as unknown or be out of reach.
1: That means we can actually get them.
0: Yes. Not, I'm not, I don't have to waste however many hours between uh, spawns, you know, in order to, you know, the first one where I go to a brand new one that I've never been to before. I have to basically waste that first one and not get the, the proper collectible or. It's such a little thing, but it's so annoying. It is. It is.
1: You're like, oh, cool, I got it.
0: Now what? Yeah, now I have to wait an hour for it to come back so I can get it and actually use it as a collectible turn-in.
3: Yep, especially because with collectibles, you lose a gathering attempt and you've effectively fucked up your rotation.
0: Yeah, it's a pain in the ass. Yep. Um, stealth actions replaced by sneak and can be used while mounted and not affect movement speed. Thank God. Yeah, because, <laughs> oh,
1: God, was it super annoying to just, like, crawl everywhere.
0: Yeah. and Or or mount real quick and fly as fast as you can and hope you don't get hit by something that might be nearby. Please don't murder me. Yeah, I mean, and you got, what, 5,000 HP? Actually, I think you're, it's almost 8,000 HP now on uh, high level. They actually gathering. put
3: Vitality gear on the gathering stuff for that reason.
0: Yep. I was wondering about that and now now it's like oh that's why uh quick gathering will be added so if you just want to gather massive amounts of things you'll probably just click on quick gather and it will just get more. I imagine it
3: just like does all of your hits on that uh, particular
0: oh hey there's nothing
1: at this tree but there's ice crystals wham cool i have 5 move on i'm in that'd be great that'd be super helpful
0: uh, again, the Japanese kanji-adjusted uh, adjustments to gathering rates and item yields. Hooray. Maybe some of those more difficult-to-get things are going to be uh, maybe a little bit more easy to get. That'd be cool.
3: And I imagine some of it's also just, like, easing supply of other stuff. Thinking again about things like uh, creating airship and submersible parts. The amount of times where it's like, okay, I need to gather, like, five hundred, like 50 things of uh, mithril ore. Or I'll 500
0: use dark steel yeah. and and figure out a way to get 4000 coke wait I can't yeah. get those on gathering
3: where it's like at this point like it, it's another one of those things where you have to make the early stuff easier or else you pretty much pull up the ladder uh, behind you and no one wants to bother yep
0: and then the last one they mentioned elemental shard yields will be adjusted that'll be nice Now, Uh, up or down? That's the question. Probably up. I know, but the thing is, shards have been used by uh, botters and uh, um, gill sellers as quick cash. Sure,
3: and one of the reasons they use as quick cash is because, hey, everyone needs shards, but it becomes annoying to get them. If you make it easy to get them, their value goes down. That is true.
1: Uh, Supply demand, yay. Though I do have
3: thousands of
0: shards still so
3: yeah i mean i did a couple rounds of growing and sending out my retainers when i literally ran out of ice shards while making more cobalt for the submersible so i know with dedicated stuff and quite frankly multiple people who would let me use their gardens it's possible to generate a bit but that's a big if in some of those cases
0: true Alright, last bit of information regarding crafting and gathering. Ishgard Restoration. Uh, uh, what? <laughs> That's don't... actually coming? I knew it was coming, but yeah. like, it's real? In 5.1. We don't know if it's going to come mm-hmm. right at the drop of 5.1, but it's something coming. Um, it is content designed for crafters and gatherers and it's not just the high-end crafters and gatherers. Anybody should be able to um, contribute. I'm wondering if it, they're going to maybe say you have to be at least level 70. But you don't have to be level uh, 80 is the thing.
3: Can we I, just act- hope, I just hope it doesn't turn into something where it advances all stuff and you can't see what the various areas look like. I always worry about that with areas that grow and evolve. It is a per-server thing. Yeah.
1: I want it to be level 60 because that's the, air quotes, max level. For heavensward areas so you're going to be new players which we're hopefully going to have a few TGS and PAX you know they're going to get to Ishgard I would love for them to be able to get involved with this rebuilding and then all of us level 80 old guys are coming down and be like oh yeah no this is a new thing that's
0: right now that you're still part of that you're a valuable part of we'll have to see That would be cool. There'll be more info coming on it in in the near future, but for what we know right now, players must work together to build a new area called the Firmament. Please look forward to it. Um, You'll contribute through a number of tasks, including item deliveries.
3: Oh, Um, I'm having flashbacks
0: to Hamlet defense. And (laughs) The progress of restoration will differ between worlds. So like I said, if you have a, a, a... World that is working really hard to, to progress it fast, you know, they could get to the next bit or, or finish the, the a current bit before another one. I still have a feeling that they're going to cap it at certain points. So you can't just say, all, you know, get all your highest level crafters and gatherers together and knock it out in a week. Uh, that'd be amazing. I would love to see,
1: I would love to see the timeline of who gets it done first.
0: Yeah, I'm betting how it's going to work. I mean, this is just my guesstimate. They're probably going to split it up in four or five different, uh, um, sections. So you know, you'll have, and they probably space them out a couple weeks apart, maybe a month apart. And you'll just have to turn in all these different things. You guys remember uh, a couple of years ago, the little ladies day event Mm -hmm. where we Mm -hmm. had to uh, find doll parts.
3: And then they were building up those, uh, uh, the various mannequins on
0: the display. Correct. And that was also a per server thing. Was it? Yes. Each server had their own progress. So we couldn't go to other servers and see how they were doing. We were kind of learning about it through the subreddits you know people post pictures as oh hey siren is this far on the little lazy event hyperion is here Excalibur's here you know that kind of thing so i'm wondering if it'd be something similar to that but you can only get to a certain cap until they release the next part like hmm. the amount of progress you could gain in a certain amount of time was limited
1: interesting I, didn't, I wasn't paying super close attention to that, clearly. But that being said, that kind of feels like they were testing the waters to see, like, would this
0: work? Is this interesting? Will players respond well to this? Well, and I, we did. I want to say they had something similar, a, a similar type of thing in Final Fantasy XI some, through some of their seasonal events where each uh, server had their own progress on um, the Treant events and things like that and the uh, the Abisu events. You remember those, don't you? Oh,
1: mm-hmm. God. Forever,
0: Forever ago. Yep, where you could gain... You had to find different things and turn them in, and it, it would progress the, uh, um, the quest lines in there, and you'd get further on and further on. Each server was a little bit different, I think, so. So, yeah, it's something that they've been messing with for a while, but it would just be nice to see it on a <laughs> larger scale now. We'll actually be able to go back and forth between worlds and uh, see their progress. Now, here's the big question that I have. Will we be able to help other worlds?
2: Mm.
3: I'm kind of doubtful. I, uh, Given the other restrictions they have on world visit stuff, I would just imagine they make it so you can't turn in items when you're uh, uh, visiting.
0: I think it would be nice to be able to do that, though. Let's say there's a world that's struggling, and you know we're done. Where we could go there and say, hey... We're here to help you guys build up Ishgard.
3: I mean, I imagine if there was like one that was really struggling, they'd just start a word thing. They'd just start like giving it various benefits or other things to help it.
0: Adjusting the difficulty?
3: Yeah.
1: (laughs) They will nerf crafting.
0: (laughs) On one world. On one, on just one world. On just Ultros, I mean, <laughs> oh, God, four <laughs> oh, <poor> ultras. <sighs> but poor ultras. I mean, it, it's an interesting uh, concept. I like to see how it it pans out. Um, like I said I really would like to see the ability to for worlds to help each other and see how it goes. I mean, I I definitely won't be helping another world until ours is done. But for sure. I still think it would be a, a, a really nice thing to be able to do. Maybe that's something they can unlock once your world has been com- has completed. Then you'll be able to help others. That'd be cool. So we'll have to see what happens. Oh, and speaking of being able to help other people, they're adding a new uh, type of uh, community within Final Fantasy XIV called Fellowships. You'll be able to form casual communities similar to free companies and link shells um they're basically loose lit loosely knit how's that i can speak today uh, groups of players who share similar interests and they can accommodate up to 1000 players i see this
3: as being useful for something like say a stage reborn announcing their shows
0: it's not a link shell per se though you're not going like, to be able to chat like it's not going to be a chat channel right what I mean, that's it. Like, you can, uh, you're able to do announcements and things like announcements, that. Announcements, there's going to be some sort of like a board. So, I'm wondering if maybe it'll be kind of like a, um, like the, how do I want to work? The, 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 the posting board, like at work or something like that. You know what I mean? A bulletin mm-hmm. board. It's
1: a bulletin board type thing.
0: So, maybe you'll be able to like pull that up and go into it and, and type in like an announcement or, uh, something like that—a message board, yeah, like Rory said in the chat—and uh, but not have these long, drawn-out conversations like like we have in in our um, link shells right now.
1: I just feel like this is kind of kind of unnecessary. We already have cross-world link shells. We already have free companies.
0: We already have friends lists. Cross-world link shells are very small. I believe. I guess. Was, I think they're still limited to sixty-four.
3: Yeah. Like I said, I see this more useful for something like A Stage Reborn where you can have like, hey, there's a whole bunch of people who are following it, who they can set, uh, push out announcements to without necessarily having a discussion type thing it Like also, for institutions like that.
0: It could also be very helpful for content creators on a data center. Like we could work that, with yeah. Gather Together and uh, or other um, podcasts, YouTubers, um other you know types of content creators, and we can all work together, and we can help our communities reach out to their communities, and, and do some cross promotion and 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 open up that way. Because I mean, a thousand people is a lot. We we could definitely get a bunch of people together, and and help each other's groups grow. So I mean, I, it could be very helpful for something along those lines. I'd see it being maybe a really cool thing. Maybe work in conjunction with the uh, the hunt discords that we that, have
1: that I can actually see being really helpful. Um, hunt starts at X.
0: Yep. Though I see a lot of this actually being you know done in, with things that are outside the game, like Discord, like Engine websites, like uh, Line. You know, a, a number of other mm-hmm. different. Uh, um, calendaring and, uh, message board apps that are out there that people use for their groups.
3: But it's nice to have those options without necessarily having to, uh, I mean, this is something that I, a lot of people are always surprised to hear, but like digital divide still being a thing, people not necessarily having a computer to go yeah. on this, not having, uh, anything inside for say their phone for browsing sites. And it's like, Hey, requiring these other apps or sites or something like that. for a lot of them, uh, like, more casual or like less plugged in people, this is something that's hard. And a lot of, especially lower income folks don't necessarily have that access. Yeah, it'll be a really so nice. having an, it, having something in game as an accessible thing for that is a uh, really nice for a large for a population.
0: Absolutely. Like I said, and the, yeah, the, the, you know, for the people who are playing on uh, PS4, it would be very helpful for them. Like I said, I, I mean, I guess I am a PC player. I have three monitors right now, right now full of just windows and windows of content. I've got Discord. I've got our show notes. I have my OBS stuff. I got so much information overload in front of me. You know, I, the ability to maybe simplify it within game could be nice, or it would be a way to kind of maybe link in between the the the, the, the different uh, areas.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I could give people a link to the Discord, to our website, to um, a really cool uh, video I found. You know, helping to. Learn a crafting rotation. Yeah, the other thing, of course, is if yeah. it's something where uh, pe-
3: if it's something where people start becoming like dependent on and based around this ad hoc thing with like, hey, use Discord or use Engineware. What happens if any of those services ever goes away? That's true.
1: Yeah, remember when we logged into Eleven again about a year and a half ago, and all the link pearls were broken, and we could never find anybody again.
0: Yeah, that was me when. Uh... Yeah, when that my, was me too. when my server got migrated into uh, another one, all my link pearls were gone. I was like, okay, this is no more fun. Goodbye. Yeah,
1: like I'm not starting like I'm not starting from scratch on a game that came out in 2001. Yep, <laughs> I'm just not. That's that's horrible. I loved Eleven, but my God, is it over?
0: But yeah, a single player can make or join up to ten fellowships with no world restrictions, so long as they're within the same data center. So, like I said, it's got to be within Primal, Crystal, or Aether for now. There have been talks about them wanting to open it up to where they can be open the data centers up to. Um, that
1: I, uh, I
0: that's mean the be cool, but boy, that's gonna be a bitch to
3: program. Yeah, they, I mean the, the dream, it. the dream for any MMO is to not have to have multiple servers. to just have like, oh hey, here's all the things. Uh, everyone's in one single world. Having multiple servers is a way you work around uh, other limitations.
0: Yeah, because I mean, to have a, a a a computer or a cluster, you know, large enough to handle the number of people who play this game, it's impossible. But if you shard it off and and, and make different instances, right?
3: But I mean, like the the long term goal is to try to make it so the shards effectively get reunited. A rejoining, if you will. Oh God! <laughs> I swear to God, if they make the hardware, we have Emmett Sayre
0: part now. of the lore. <laughs> I would but be I... so
1: impressed,
0: ladies and so... gentlemen, the librarian Emmett Sayre.
3: Oh shit! Hmm. No. No. <laughs> Anyways, so my cheeky jokes about this aside, having everyone being able to play on a, a single thing and not having to have stuff be separated is the ideal. It's just that the hardware limitations often make that impossible. Yeah, but I mean, but uh, it's something. Uh, at least hardware limitations, given uh, what's currently available, but it's also something that hey, they want to try to work towards this, towards making that stuff more accessible.
0: And, and the, the ability to go across data center is the first step. Yep. Now we just need to figure out a way to join the data centers together. Oh. I mean, technically the ability to go cross world was the first step. Well, that's what I mean by the data centers. Well, yeah. Oh, okay. I see what you mean. Primal, uh, Aether, intra, Crystal. Intradata
3: yeah. intra center, not inter data center. Yeah.
0: Then the, this next step is going to be going cross data center. Sorry. Anyway, you know, I, I meant it took
3: me a moment to understand the phrasing. No worries. Okay, if um, we could
1: bring people from other data centers into instances, you know, that would be great. Like even if the instance was a house per se, that would still be really, really nice. Getting it into Overworld, that's gonna be,
0: that's gonna be hard. Well, it's gonna be the the ability to transfer the your character data from your home server to one of the others in a different physical data center is going to be where the difficulty is going to lie, especially when you're talking about a data center that is thousands of miles away.
1: Yeah. Like, okay, I need to move. Yeah, it's just data. And yes, it's moving from system to system at you know 12 times the speed of light or whatever the hell it is. Like, cool. But that's still going to be a challenge to move from where the server's in the U.S., California. Yep. L.A. And then this... Yeah, and then the servers are in there. That's right; they're in El Segundo, and um, the UK ones, like I believe they're in the UK, or they might yes, be in like they're,
0: they're in the UK. Okay, so like that's all. Or yeah, the ones just, in Japan.
1: Yeah, so like we have to move this from, you know, Shinjuku to El Segundo. Eh,
0: not hard. There's just an ocean, but like. It's not an what? insignificant amount of data that has to move. I mean, right now, no. I can move between Hyperion and Excalibur pretty fast. Because, I mean, it's just moving physically. It's accessing uh, data. Yeah, it, it, it's yeah. not it, difficult to link up those systems together, you know, because they're very yeah. closely, um, they're close together, and it's just a, a bit of fiber or ca- um, copper connecting the, the two so you can have very high links, high speed links but going between physically disparate areas, you don't get that kind of speed available still so I mean trying to move you know a couple of gigs of data potentially between the, the servers it's gonna take a couple of minutes exactly like we don't have our characters are
1: not we have zero and then we gain ones. It's, we have all the zeros, and then we gain an extremely small fraction of the ones. So our characters have every single item in the game on us at all times. They're just not visible because we don't have them in our inventory or yeah. available somewhere. They're all the set to zero. zero hasn't been
0: turned to a one yet.
1: Exactly. We still have four fucktillion items with us at all times that's i'm sure they've simplified it there a little bit we just
3: have zero of them
1: exactly that's it's the way games are designed is kind of amazingly magical when you start looking at it but like at some level this is still a video game it isn't quite qualified for quantum computing where we can work beyond binary but there's there's a lot going on and moving that moving a gig and a half of data across the server. Yeah, that could take a couple minutes. And if there's a lot of people doing it, you remember when World Transfers first came out, you would just go make a sandwich and come back and you might be on Ultros by the time you got back. It would take a couple minutes.
0: Yeah, or I mean, when you actually physically wanted to move your character, you know, before World Visits became a thing. I mean, Oh, and we would just
1: buy the transfers? Yeah,
0: I mean, and they, they said that could take a couple hours.
1: Yeah, and they usually didn't, but like you know, some people were like, "Oh, I couldn't log in for two hours, and then I logged in, and I half my stuff was gone, but it was all at the calamity salvager, and it's like, oh god, <laughs> like we're not perfect, like we haven't gotten this nailed down yet. Weird shit no. can still happen."
0: But yeah, so that that's um, anyway. How do we get on that tangent?
1: I have no idea. Let's talk about performance <laughs> updates and Gold Saucer.
0: Oh, you want to skip? You want to skip the rest of the uh, fellowship bit?
3: It is currently eight thirty.
0: Okay. Well, you just it.
1: Yeah,
3: I don't know that there's that much interesting to say about it at this
0: point. Okay. Well, I mean, it, it's in, it could be cool. We'll have to see what how their implementation uh, works. Lots of things could be, but I don't know we're in a position to say much. All right. Point. So, Gold Saucer, we're getting a new Yojimbo gate. <laughs> did you see the image for it? I did not. I'm sorry. It's
1: Yojimbo surrounded by giant bamboo, and he has his sword out in the bamboo, doing the whole like.
0: Let me take a look here.
1: The like the ninja thing where like oh. all you see them do is draw and sheathe the sword and then the bamboo falls in half. It's that.
0: Oh, so beautiful.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it's great.
0: So it's Yojimbo's version of Funga. Yeah, basically because it is held in the same area as Funga, mm-hmm. on the on uh, round in the event square, the big round stage in the middle. Yep, yep. All right, um, and there will be a. Uh, New uh, updates to Dome and Mahjong in high res. Excellent. Ooh, baby, ooh, baby. Yay. Honestly, <laughs> looking at the th- picture of the Yojimbo
3: one, I suspect it's like, you know all the various things like uh, in the Return to Evil server where like they slice the tower and then the tower falls and you don't want to be in the wrong spot? Yes. I Actually, that does look lo- like that, doesn't it? Yeah. So maybe it's like Funga and that you need to choose a spot, but now you're going to get crushed. Or not. Maybe. I'd be down
0: for that. It does look kind of neat. Um, performance, we're getting ensembles. So we can
1: actually sync up and actually like play music and people can hear
0: what we're playing. Versus have to multibox and uh, use that to travel worlds and do amazing performances.
3: Yeah, and like having... Being able to have the music synchronized, I think, is going to be really nice. Because especially if you're trying to play with other people, making sure that what sounds synced up on your side sounds synced up to the listeners.
1: Which is really hard. Like, have you seen, like, the, uh... Well, we did the Minfinius Madness, or Minfilius Madness, the cheerleaders? That somehow managed to get their dances synced up? That was a... That was a... Like, timing. Like, using different emotes at different times to create like ripple effects across player characters. It was insanely cool. How the hell are we supposed to do that without a crazy amount of time? And now they're giving us that for performances. For
0: performance, yep. And they'll work on doing other things, you know, to help synchronize for role-playing options in the future. So, Mm -hmm. So, I mean, because if this works well with performance, like I said, we can probably start doing stuff like that with the emotes and, and, and things like that. That'd be great. I'd be down for that. Um, they're adding a new horn instrument. Um, performance assistance feature showing BPM, beat, a performance guide, a gamepad guide. I was meant to learn to play the piano. Well, see, I still want to actually get a, a USB keyboard that I can use to program in um, keyboard, like actual keyboard stuff, into a piano keyboard style so I can actually play it. Oh, that would be awesome, because
1: I know you can actually play. So, like, getting yourself an instrument would be fun.
0: Yes, but trying to find one that's inexpensive enough to make it worthwhile. Yeah, I mean, like I said, if I can make it work with Final Fantasy XIV, I might actually get back into piano again. That'd be fun. It would be, but like like I said, it's trying to find the right one. If anybody out there is a musical person and is familiar with a USB keyboard that I can use to program in actual keyboard shortcuts so i can create a nice layout for it please let me know or if you have questions on what i'm trying to what the hell i'm trying to say (laughs) because two different types of keyboards that's where it gets confusing
1: yeah okay not the ones that go click click that have wasd Yep, the ones that go and
0: have black and white keys
1: and the ones that play the prelude
0: yes um, and then some miscellaneous updates: um, a new custom deliveries client, Kai Shear. Does everybody the-
1: have all their custom deliveries clients maxed out? Yep.
3: Yep. I know. you uh, Kai Sheer—that was the—that was the one who was trying to uh, get into Yulmore on Alphano's reputation as a great trader, right? Yes, actually, I believe so. Mm-hmm. I'm glad he's getting it together.
0: Yay. Are we going to get to dress him up then too? Mm, I hope so. I'm putting the pig head on him.
3: <laughs>
2: oh
0: my God. No, 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 he gets the frog head.
3: Every day we move farther and farther from God's life.
0: Um, <laughs> pets are going to be displayed in the party again. Why? Because they get lost otherwise?
3: I. D- that they don't have I mean I guess
0: it's so you can target them. Yeah. For yeah, the, that's probably why the pet owner, not for everybody else. Ooh, okay. That's fine then. Uh they were never, else needs to be able to interact with it. They were never in the party for everybody else, I don't think, were they?
1: I have no idea. I don't, I think, don't think
0: so. I don't play casters, I don't know. Um uh weapon rewards added to completion of level fifty one to fifty nine, sixty one to sixty nine, and seven to seventy nine dungeons. That'd be nice. <coughs> So you'll be able to upgrade your weapons a little bit easier as you're leveling up. Sweet. The bicolor gemstone cap going to one thousand. Thank God. Mm. I wish it was four thousand though. I would. Uh, I mean, because it would make make it a little bit easier to spam uh, fate grinding to get uh, max rep in each zone. That'd be cool. But so I mean, can I understand. To get it done. Yeah, because, I mean, that's part of the reason why I haven't done a lot of it. Because, I mean, it's really easy to get to a 1,000 bicolored gemstones. Or 500, even. I mean, 1,000 won't be that much more difficult. But it's still nice to be able to hold more. Um, New group pose uh, features to be added. Um, Brightness setting and character display toggle for non-party members. So you can um, change that. And meals... Can now be eaten while sitting. Woo! So you don't have to RP that you're eating. You can actually sit at the table and eat one of the meals sitting in front of you in your house. And there you go. Or you can maybe you can also eat like uh, raid food or something like that while you're sitting out on the bench. I mean, when you eat
3: stuff, you usually like pull out the uh, little thing like the wine skin or the mug or whatever, and uh, or the kebab, and you eat it. Yep.
0: Or, yeah, you, you, you drink the, the bottle or you, you sip the cup or, yeah, whatever. Yep. So, yeah, some nice little things. So, yeah, we are at two hours. Yeah. Do we want to talk about lore or do you want to wait? Uh,
3: let's, let's save it for next time. It's running long. I honestly barely slept last night and i am kind of out of it so i'd like to finish putting this together
0: so we may end up coming back to this zone to do the lore because it was going to be about the tempest so look forward to that guys please look forward to it all right so if we're going to go ahead and call it then then that'll do it for this episode if you liked what you heard, please make sure to like, subscribe, or follow us out on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, uh, Stitcher, or whatever your favorite uh, um, podcast listening service is. Um, and if possible, please leave a rating, a rating or review because it helps people find us out there and lets us know what you guys are thinking of of, uh, of our show. You know, We're trying to do the best thing we can here and we'd like to know what you think. If you really dig this show, you can consider subscribing here at Twitch. It is still September, so you're, the first uh, level one, tier one subscription is half price, so two fifty. dollars thanks to Twitch and Subway. Um, so you can subscribe here at twitch.tv slash Radio, or you can go out to patreon.com slash Radio and be a patron like our lovely friend, Aurora Fenrir. Um, all the proceeds we get for these go towards growing the show cover some of the hosting costs and also do the fun giveaways that we did last week and and earlier today um and get let's just kind of give back to you guys so in a as a way to say thank you for supporting us um but any kind of support whether it's emails, likes, tweets or retweets um follows, subs, whatever, we really appreciate it because we love interacting with you guys and growing our community. If you want to check out uh all the different news we post or our back episodes, you can go to our website, phoenixdownradio.com. Um, you can catch us out on Twitter, at PHXDN Radio. And uh, if you want to join our Facebook group, you can go out to facebook.com slash groups slash phoenixdownradio and uh, stop by and say hi. So, how about some shout-outs, guys? Who wants to start? Um.
3: I... Go ahead, man.
0: All you. Damn
3: it. I I, I I barely have any this week. There was so much fishing, and I can't really remember much of anything else. Shout out to Fish. Uh, (laughs) uh, Shout out to the, uh, I think I shouted them out last time, but shout out to Carbuncle Plushie, who created the fish tracker that I am using. It's really, really awesome, and I appreciate it. Uh, shout out to the folks at Cap Became Hungry, where I also use your thing a bit to check some of the details. Uh, shout out to the many friends who have uh, been chatting with me and keeping me relatively sane while this entire uh, set of shenanigans has been going on. There's so many fish, guys. There's so many fish. Uh and you can follow me on Twitter at F F X I V S E Y R R FF14Sair. Uh I mostly post random interesting stuff I found at the library or cool stuff that I cook.
0: Very nice. Dallas?
1: Uh I would like to shout out to uh at Spirit Ruby on Twitter, who went to TGS this weekend and was posting pictures and descriptions of literally everything Final Fantasy XIV related that she was doing. And it was really, really helpful and super nice uh, to be able to kind of go in spirit, uh, if not in person. So thank you, Ruby, for being awesome. Uh, Shout out to Remix and Emmy, who we haven't seen in a while, but they're doing awesome from what I've been told. Uh, well, Emmy has so been she... busy working with uh, Stage Reborn lately, hasn't she? That's true. And she is actually going to be part of their newest performance coming out next weekend, if I remember correctly. Yes, yeah. yeah. Scoot mm-hmm. will
0: be a part of that.
1: So, yay, Scoot Patoot is doing cool stuff.
0: So adorable. And where can people find you?
1: Uh, I can be found on Twitter at Talis T A L I Z Marvelous. Uh, you are going to hear a lot of griping about whether or not I'm selling my car, where I'm moving to, and possibly layovers in random countries in about three weeks. Um, If you weren't here for the pre-show and you weren't here two weeks ago, uh, I am potentially moving abroad for two months or longer. Um, So I'll still be around, but my posts are going to get weird. Just a heads up.
0: Could be very fun. There's a reason why we call him the most interesting potato on the planet.
1: Ooh, I like that. <laughs> anyway.
0: Anyway. So follow Moving him on. at Talismarvelous. Please do. Das me. Yes. And I want to shout out to you guys. Thank you so much for joining us. Shout out to Shoya Shoya. Congratulations on winning uh, Final Fantasy VIII. I'll be reaching out to you after the show here to find out what uh, platform you want that on. Uh, shout out to uh everybody listening out on the the podcast uh come join us live sometime at twitchtv Radio. I promise you it'll be a great time. You'll have a good a lot of fun with it. And uh yeah, that's basically going to do it for me. And I can be found at phxdn_klauss um if you want to uh, follow me for whatever odd reason that I have for posting stuff, so I try to post as often as I can. I'm posting on both Phoenix Star Radio and my personal uh, Twitter accounts, so it's a lot of fun trying to balance the two. Anyway, so for my co-hosts, Sarah Timono and for Tal's Marvelous, I'm Klaus Neibringer, wishing everybody a wonderful evening. Thanks for joining us on episode 104. Take care. Phoenix Down Radio. Praise Lava radio Scorpion. Uh, it's not going away. 14 and Eorzea are trademarks of Square Enix. In-game content for Phoenix Down Radio is a copyright of Square Enix. Open the music for Phoenix Down Radio is provided by Guilty Gear Rocky. Check out the Metal Chocobo theme cover and many other music videos at youtube.com slash guiltygearrocky. Closing music for this episode is provided by Guitar Wanker 90. Please check out our full version of Matoya's Cave and other rock video game covers at youtube.com slash 90 The views and opinions expressed in this episode are those of Phoenix Down Radio and its hosts and do not reflect the views of Square Enix.